Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast, Temple Archives books, The High Republic, The Rising Storm. As always on Temple Archives here, we've got plenty of subheadings for you. And my name is Noma, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Dan. Hey, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. How about you? I am one with the Force, and the Force is with me. Hmm, I wonder about that, because there was a little bit of a dark side flare earlier today Ooh. from <laughs> a couple of technical difficulties, but we'll power through them. Yes, we will. And my second co-host, Ed. Yo. How you doing? Good, still feeling the chill from that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I also know that a couple of us are pretty tired today, but hopefully the calf will uh, pull us through that. Yes, 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 I just finished mine. Yeah, same here. <laughs> so, uh, before we dive fully into this podcast, Ed, do you mind telling the listeners what Temple Archives is all about? Yeah, so on on Temple Archives, we go over Star Wars canon, so that's anything from books, movies, TV shows, and with this, we take the story, we summarize it quickly for you, we have a bit of a spoiler-free discussion, not giving anything away. Uh, during that discussion, we usually talk about if or how, if and how it relates to legends or canon, and where it fits in the timeline. Then we get into a really deep dive discussion about it and just go through the entire thing or in part or wherever have you. And then as we go through it, we really start to point out and dissect like these key moments or characters and what their breakdown is and what their kind of journey or arc is. It's pretty, it's a nice detailed synopsis for you. So if you're not intending to read or watch or you just don't have the time, but you really want to keep up, that's what this is here for. If there's, uh, we go over a lot of media, but if, if there's a book you're really looking for or maybe you haven't seen it yet or maybe we do have it, you don't know, you can always get into contact with us. Dan has a whole list of ways that you can contact us and you never know. If it's a book that's coming out, we'll definitely go over that. If it's a book you've read a long time ago and you're wondering if we covered that, it might be on our website. Down yeah. Thank you, Ed. Uh, you can find us over at voiceoftheforce.com where you can find all of our episode posts and they're organized into nice, neat categories like Temple Archives so you can find all of those books, like Ed said. You can also send a uh, contact form over to us from the website to give us some feedback, give us some comments, questions, or theories you got. Or you can send us an email for the same stuff at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. You can also find us at Twitter and Instagram at voiceforcepod retweeting and reposting our episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and have more voices in the voice of the force and is very much appreciated don't forget to listen rate review subscribe and follow the podcast on apple podcasts google podcasts soundcloud spotify amazon music and all major podcast platforms reviewing us with five stars and adding a comment also helps with people finding the podcast on their podcast platform of choice and if you subscribe or follow you will also get the latest episode for free as soon as it is available to download on your device and it'll do it automatically. Remember to listen to the outro to find out what we'll be covering on the next episode of Temple Archives. Back to you. Thank you, Dan. So without further ado, let's jump into this review because we've got a lot of stuff to cover today. So for Rising Storm, we've got three different covers for this one. I think two of them are standard and one of them's a special edition. So we'll go over the two standard ones first. For Rising Storm, the author of this book is Kaven Scott. The cover artist is Joseph Meehan for this first cover I'm about to talk about. And the narrator for the audiobook is Mark Thompson. So for this first cover, this one starts off, we've got three Nihil on the front, dominating the foreground, basically. And behind them, in kind of the main focal point, 
we've got three well kind of jedi we'll we'll get into that but uh yeah the foremost is stellan geos there with his special little lightsaber and on the left we've got ty yorick with her purple lightsaber and on the right we've got bell zetafar with his green lightsaber and stellan's lightsaber is blue because i think i mentioned that but uh yeah it's pretty good art overall i mean you know we've got three of the kind of main focal point characters facing off against the Nihil. And it's got a it's got a really nice art style. I mean, all of the covers seem to share this, but it's got a really nice kind of more realistic art style. And yeah, I mean, the only other kind of details that we see here is that Stellan is in master robes and Bell is in kind of more standard robes and Ty is in just something completely different. And we kind of know this from Crash Point Tower. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, you know, if you don't know or if you have read if you listen to our Crash Point Tower review, then it makes sense why Tyork isn't in Jedi Robes at all. But uh yeah, overall it's it's uh it's a very cool cover. One thing I want to say about it is I love the filigree around the outside. Just the, the mm-hmm. nice like yeah. gold lines, but the yeah. picture extends past that. It just frames in what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. You know? It gives it the the kind of feel of a movie poster. Yeah, very much so. Like, and the spotlight mm-hmm. is on the Jedi, which is really cool. I thought. I was gonna say, it looks like it could be a perspective from a taller Nihil in a helmet or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's you're true. Staring at the Jedi, right? This is also the cover for the, the audiobook. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, is this how we're supposed to be interpreting going on, or it's just like yeah. this is a very outside view, like we're peering through a window mm-hmm. and seeing this. It's, it's a yeah, nice and, cover. And there's a nice kind of dichotomy as well, because the Nihil are all in shadow and the Jedi exactly. are all in the light. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just in case the symbolism wasn't obvious. <laughs> the shadows in the ground are good too. Mm-hmm. You don't see Stellan's like his Mr. Nihil's blocking him off. Yeah. yeah we, got a, we got a bald head instead. Yeah. We got a Goliath in this, in this where D&D is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he looks like a Goliath. Come on now. The tattoos. I mean, you could say that he could also look like Kratos. <laughs> that is so true. It is Kratos. He's, he's here. Kratos is the Nihil. He's here, boy. <laughs> he's the angriest Nihil. Yeah. But yeah, our other kind of standard quotes cover, we've got it. This is the one, I think we talked about this in an earlier episode, but it, it very much looks like a movie poster. Oh, yeah. So we've got Bell's at a far front and center, and then his and he's got his his lightsaber. Uh, they're all holding the lightsabers up, but it's Bell's at a far. And then we've also got his uh, new master, Nib, and Stellan Geos. And in the back, I'm not 100% sure who this is. I think it's Elzar Man, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I looked up some art for Elzar, and it, it, it's him. He has that, like, greenish cape thing. Okay. Okay. That, that yeah, because I find each of the once you hit i don't know if it's once you hit master if it's just you're allowed to do whatever you want when you're a knight <laughs> um but they each have like this different kind of accessory i should mm-hmm. say with them uh but the thing about geos is that he's so damn traditional that he will only have the like, yeah just what there. what is required can, yeah. I, can I just say one thing about elzar man here Hmm? was not expecting him to look like that and be not at all right his yeah. new nickname for me is chadzar man <laughs> I was expecting him to kind of just yeah, <laughs> just kill I, I was, especially because of what happened in Light of the Jedi. You think he's some old like not old, you know what I mean? But like I pictured a like a little rough and tumble beard, yeah. balding head. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, oh, balding head. Okay, because he's he's so eccentric to them, and he's, mm-hmm. he yeah. does all these different things. But he, I have to keep remembering that he. He's in the same class and grew up with Avar and Stellan. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like however old they are. But when I hear Jedi Master, I'm always thinking old. Like even even Obi Wan, it felt like he was what forty something mm-hmm. when he became a master, right? But no, yeah, he's really. in his thirties. He's in his thirties, so it's like oh okay. He is the chat of the Jedi. Yeah. It, it may I, I know what you mean though because i was expecting like a bearded more wild anakin yes and, yeah, yeah exactly what i was picturing he, he, he looks more like yeah kind of like you guys were saying he's been hitting the gym every day his entire life and he's clean shaven he's got that like slicked hair back and it's like yep, yeah yeah there you go i was thinking like Stellan uh, geos but like more rough and tumble you know what and younger picture a this is going way back now but picture um Oh god! Any other day, I'm picking up his name like it's nothing. Zane Carrick, Zane Carrick, older and like actually trained fully Mm. and all that. That's who I see when I look at the picture of Elzarman. Especially because of how they describe him in this book as well. But uh, yeah, and uh, in the very background, we've got Ember, so it's nice to see the around again. Ember, it's so well designed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like I kind of said earlier as well, all the Jedi are holding their lightsabers up. It really looks like a movie poster pose. Unfortunately, I don't think we were able to get who the cover artist for this one was, but they did a great job. Like, it looks really, really Mm -hmm. good. And then we've also got the special edition cover, the out-of-print one. The cover artist for this one is uh, Jama Jurabave. Once again, if I mispronounce any names, I apologize. And this one, again, we talked about this in an earlier episode because it looks really interesting. And we've got the Nihil facing off against Stellan Geos, Lena So, and her two Targons. And in the background, we also got Elzar Man and Tyoric, but you, you can't tell from here. And it's it's really interesting. Now, we were speculating where this was before, and now we know that this is Volo. And you can tell that because there are the Sky Islands in the background. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's two sides about the Clash. We've got Nihil and a Nihil ship on one side, and we got uh, the Jedi and the Republic and some vectors. And it's it looks really cool. This one is, is very action-packed, and uh, you know you can almost feel the tension here. Did you say Sky um, Island? Yeah. yeah okay. Let's, ha, 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 let's, ha. We're just we're just gonna skip over one of the worst arcs in One Piece. Don't it's one of me, my but... favorites. It's so good. Oh, the Thunder God, dude. Yeah. 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 I did. I did love Eno or Ever. Every, every time but... they said Sky Island, I'm like, Sonajima, we're going to the sky. <laughs> we're going to the sky, guys. Uh, no, I loved it. Yeah, real, real quick, quick, name one other villain from that arc. I know Dan can. But... There were other <laughs> villains. I know, right? <laughs> I literally can't Jura. remember any of the other people that they yeah, fight. I know. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> back to Star Wars. Yeah, like I said, really cool, really action-packed. It's nice to see more Nihil in action. And also now we know, because we were like, oh, there's a Twi'lek on the front. I mean, now we know that's Lorna D. Mm-hmm. Slight, slightly different from what we see in the book but yeah overall it's really really we cool we should have known that by looking at this cover just from her head like her face piece her helmet because uh, it's very unique mm. but you just never seen it with an axe is the biggest throw in it's glowing bright red so you're all like oh, oh. Shit. we also see a um a nihil ship right above the guy on the left right yeah, above his head yeah, I'm, I'm Actually, at, uh, yeah he pointed that out it's all good <laughs> if that's yeah, supposed to be a mall though not an axe right no she has an yeah, axe well, and then a mall okay or well, or in in when this scene actually takes place, it's a mall. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, she has an axe at some point, I think. <laughs> but yeah, overall, really really cool cover. I can see why Dan wanted this so badly. I got a tote um, bag with the same image on it for free. Yeah, Where I, I, I are mean, you seeing the Nihil ship uh, right above the I'm guy seeing... with the pointy head. Yeah, the yellow alien dude. It's it like it looks like oh, it's firing those two lasers, I guess. Yeah, it, it looks like a slimmer cloak shape fighter almost. It, it yeah. looks like something um, out of Star Trek, not gonna lie. Kinda. Kinda yeah. like it kinda looks like a Klingon ship. 
Is that what they look like? Is that what I'm thinking of? Kind of. I yeah. mean, I'm not much of a Star Trek buff. I'm just. Okay. I'm also. If you were, you wouldn't Trek, be allowed so. on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But uh, yeah, like the the thing that I I really like about this cover is that all the context is there. Yeah. Like once you've read the book, you can you understand completely what this, this scene, scene is, right? Yeah. Like some of the other things we were talking about, which we'll get into in in the spoiler discussion, but like why Stellan's got two lightsabers and yeah. what that represents, because we were we were wondering about that, and now we know. And we were all completely wrong. Yes, we but, were. But yeah, overall, very, very cool. This scene, A, we shouldn't even really see this. We shouldn't be able to see this picture first off, um, just due <laughs> to the nature of what was going on. But uh, oh, something yeah. <laughs> something I noticed with a few of them is that Geos and Man have that whole, like, because everybody's saying, like, oh, new Obi-Wan and Anakin kind of, right? Mm-hmm. They've got the same color scheme, lightsaber and everything, too, so it seems really lazy now. As I'm looking at it, because I saw it in that last when we looked at that movie poster one, where Stellan's holding his up, and it's kind of like lightish blue, off blue, mm-hmm. like farm. This is the farmhand blue from <laughs> the Old Republic, mm-hmm. and then Alzar's got the standard blue, like the, you, the azure kind of color. Yeah. So you see that, and it's just like, oh, oh, okay, that's mm-hmm. that's what we're doing now, okay. It, it's it's not <laughs> huge. It's just like I saw that and I'm just like, mm-hmm. it, well, if it wasn't before, I definitely have to say it now. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, like, it, I was it, I was trying to keep them their own people, and now it's just like you keep doing so hard. Mirror two hundred years later, it's like okay. Yeah. okay. No, it it is one of those things where it's just like, especially because of the characters in this book, or like you know the fact that Chris isn't in this book. Mm. We don't really get to see them become separate characters. It is kind of mirror. Yeah, you're right. It is very much mirroring Obi-Wan and Anakin. So now that we've covered the covers, as it were, let's head into the spoiler-free synopsis. As Chancellor Lena So and her assembled Jedi allies prepare to unveil the Republic Fair on Volo, the Nihil prepare to strike back against their hated enemy from their hidden location. A devastating conflict is set to engulf the planet, and it will take the assembled strength of the Republic and their allies to hold back the tide. All right, so yeah, you know, as always, just a little very vague, spoiler-free little synopsis of this book. But uh, yeah, in general, for this book, I think we've we've all got a very positive view, as we've kind of mentioned before, mm. towards this book. But uh, yeah, starting off the spoiler-free parts, Ed, what did you think of Rising Storm? Man... I knew I, was, I think I said it before, I'll say it again. Like, it was refreshing to get, like, a novel and, like, a full Star Wars novel again. Mm-hmm. The High Republic has been decent so far to the point where I, I still have that, like, oh, what's next? What's next? Bring me more. Bring me more. Like, I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Chopping I'm up excited. the bit. Like, I'm, I'm excited with it. Like, they've been doing good work. And, I, like, again, this is what they should have done to start with. And Disney would have had everybody's faith. There, it just like any other book. There's gonna be points that feel slow and points that really piss you off. But like, the, there's characters in there that you. I think Noma said this earlier. You start. You think you're gonna hate one character just because of the way they are, and then you you end up changing your views halfway through the book because the character is done so well at that first oh. part to just make you infuriated. Mm-hmm. And then other ones kind of disappoint you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not not for living up to any like hyper anything like that. It's just expectations. For what they, 
no, I mean, not even that. It's just what they do. Yes, yeah, uh, it's, exactly. it's like you don't, you say. can't really expect anything because all these characters are really new, right? So you're there is just almost as an observer, just being like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, show me what you got, and you're just like, like a telltale, like you're watching. It's like, what choice are you gonna? Make? Oh, that's a stupid choice. You're gonna regret. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, see, like you get, you get that a lot. So this, it feels like an interactive without being one because you feel like you know how these characters should behave, but this fresh take on it really sends that for a loop, mm. and it's a refreshing thing, but a frustrating thing at the same time. And it's frustrating because I guess at the end of the day, you really get a more. I hate to use the word humanized in Star Wars um, <laughs> things, but the, the personification is there. It's like you, mm. you, you really you, feel you like of... these guys are fallible, which mm. is, again, refreshing is the word I want to use. Because yeah, they, they kind of fall out of an archetype of what would be like a very base stereotype of a character. Yeah, like Lucas, yeah. When, when, you, when you got to episodes like one through six, mm. every character, depending on what they were, acted certain way like if you watch any kind of animes like the tropes are huge yes, people just yeah. don't want to acknowledge them as much but they are there and they are like constant in the high republic you don't they're breaking tropes which has been really 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 good and it's been really interesting to see and you want to mm. see more develop and like there's like a bunch of moments in this one where I'm like I can picture a mirror of what happens in the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy, mm. and then it just gets turned on its head, and I'm like, oh, where are we going now? Oh, you've done that. Oh, you actually did. Oh, oh, there's a lot of those moments, a lot of oh, mm-hmm. and, and what next? And kind of just building on your point where you said, mm. or uh, you know, we're saying it's. You know, it's really cool to see these characters become more nuanced and have a lot more, uh, you know, of a character than just falling inside of stereotypes. An example yeah. I can think of is if any of the viewers, I know all of us have, but if any of the viewers have ever seen One Piece, so a character stereotype where it's an example of like, you know, they're always just this one character trope and they never really change. It's always the same thing would be a character like Buggy, mm. where it's just like, yes, we under, like he's a greedy, he's a greedy coward. And that's all what he always is and he never really changes from that and there's never really any character growth but he still works it's just that is his character as opposed to you know taking one of the main straw hats and kind of watching their character arcs and progressions and how they become more nuanced or even other characters like whitebeard and stuff like that right it's just you feel like they are a like a person that you could meet in real life and you could see all those facets of their personality yeah kind of thing and yeah that's that's what a, a whole bunch of the characters in this book do like we were saying uh unfortunately also, like Ed said, just, you know, building on this point. Yeah, there's a lot of actions that certain people take that just immediately I was like, well, I just lost a pretty decent amount of respect for you for that, uh, especially considering the situations that they're in. Mm-hmm. And there's like, I think I mentioned this at the top. It's it's all come, kind of becoming a blur, but there's a couple problems that I have with Rising Storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it, you know, it is a really, really good book. Overall, my impression is still very positive. But this book does have a lot of kind of plot convenience, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But there are... A couple of times in the book where i was kind of scratching my head thinking like would it really work like that would this really be the outcome uh okay. the way it's been set up didn't make it seem like that so but uh yeah and then again i'm, I'm just aping all your points now ed but no, go for it because uh, there's a lot and not a lot to say at the same time and if yeah, you get yeah. into the things you want to say the spoiler free is done so you, yeah exactly tailoring it is really <laughs> difficult and you want to you want to jump right in but it's I'm, well, yeah. I'm going to hear Dan thinks first before I go any further with that. 
Appreciate yeah, it. that's true. But but yeah, there were sorry. I'm, I'll wrap up my point real quick. Yeah, there there were a couple characters in this book where they were first introduced, and I was like, eh, who cares? And then by the end of the book, I was like, oh wow, these are really cool characters. But yeah, Dan, what were your thoughts on Rising Storm? Um, a lot of the same things that you guys said. The one thing I would disagree with, or my opinion kind of is it differs a little bit, is mm. like I had expectations for you know certain characters and. Like it just from what they look like and like their role, like their mm-hmm. um, position in as a Jedi or as whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like you ex- like I just had like I'm expecting something like this, right? I'm See, expecting I'm expecting you- a trope like this or something, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, exactly. I hope I hope it's like like I just assumed that's what it was. And mm-hmm. when you run into that and you d- you have no knowledge of what this character is apart from a what they look like and b their their title. You're just like, okay, I can see where this is going. And like, as they build up the characters, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. It's kind of fitting into that little thing. And it's like, boom. I mean, it's a little weird. But your your feeling should actually be the default. It is. You should go into that with expectations a bit. I was trying not to. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say we're we're dancing around the name of this character, but should we just say it because we haven't spoken no, anything no. about them yet? No, okay, we'll, we'll, okay. say it, we'll say it. In the, yeah, yeah, we'll thing. say it soon. Okay. Like basically, you look at the if you look at any of the covers, one of those characters and, present, and the marketing. I'll say that, yeah. but you know, it's a yeah. if you're listening, you hear the voice and you automatically think of another person because yeah. really the voice <laughs> is just that close. Yeah, uh, yeah as you're reading it, you can see it, and you're just like, oh well. This is this era's so and so. You mm-hmm. think, and you think there's there's multiple people like that. Like, oh, this is this era's this, and this. Well, yeah, era's it's not this. just one character. It's it's a, it's, no, a, it's a it's couple. A, it's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. And they show you. It's like, oh, we, we want you to think that way, and then let's show you a like almost like a what if story. Yeah, mm. almost. The other thing I would say is that this book really pays homage to like old Star Wars. Old Star Wars being the prequel trilogy, sorry. Um, sure. But it's like the Jedi in the in the original, or not the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy had, you know, they fell to their hubris, right? And mm. this book really dives into the Jedi at the peak of their hubris, I guess. Yes. Um, well, or at the very least when it's starting. Yeah. yeah. And, and then like exploring that on a deep level, whereas like the, you know, the, the prequel trilogy didn't really do that. It didn't have time because it just like, yeah. as soon as they found out, it's like, oh shit, everything's going to hell. Whereas like this, they have time to kind of figure shit out, hopefully. Um, mm. And we don't know yet because, you know, later on. But yeah, I really enjoyed this book. Like I said, this mm. is probably my favorite one out of the High Republic series. Like Ed, I'm looking forward to more. I know going into the High Republic, you guys kind of were a little hesitant. For me, it was just like, oh, man, we get some High Republic stuff. Like this is going to be really fun. I'm really excited. And so far, it hasn't disappointed me. Mm. Everything I've read so far is actually really good. The only thing I would say, and I agree with you guys on this, is that I've think we should have read the rising storm before we read the, uh, the race to crash point tower would have yeah, been a little yeah. bit better but we had no idea right um, exactly so yeah that'd be about it that's it that's my take all right and uh yeah you know like we said we, uh, overall we all really like this book so if you are interested in reading this we would definitely recommend it you know reading or listening to it because from here on out we are going to dive into the spoiler review so this is your spoiler warning from here on out, we're going to be discussing everything as if you've read the book. So if you haven't, we definitely recommend, you know, pausing here, going to read Rising Storm, coming back. And uh, yeah, if not, then you have been warned. So the spoilers begin now. So, you know, what we usually do for these spoiler parts is we go over the plot and kind of go over the details. I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do it really quickly because a lot of stuff happens in this book. And there is a ton of things to go through. I just want to say, don't like speed read through it. 
Take as no, much no, time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take as much time as you need to do it, just because if we're like really quick on it, it would yeah, be yeah. really hard to listen to. But yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start running tongue twisters, but I am going to basically summarize them as quickly as I yes, can okay, and as succinctly. So I'm probably gonna skip lots of details. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just be prepared for that. Uh, just so that also you know. So that if you have read the book and you are listening now, I'm not boring boring you with just retelling the entire thing. So we start off with a whole bunch of different story plots. Uh, the first one is Lena So and Stellan Geos. So we are finally, you know, meeting Stellan Geos, who we've heard a lot about and seen a lot about. And they're kind of heading to Volo to get the Republic Fair started. There's a lot of politics going on. In particular, there's a lot of people, you know, asking about the Nihil, all that kind of stuff. But it's, you know, for now, they've said like, ah, oh, the Nihil are dealt with. We don't have to worry about that. At the same time, we go back to uh, Elzar Man, who is on Volo already. Uh, sorry, no, he doesn't start on Volo. He starts on a different planet, and he's basically kind of trying to figure out what his vision meant, and he's kind of kind of going nuts. He's, he's starting to kind of lose it. Like, he's very, very emotional. And so we get a little bit of insight into him. And one interesting thing is we learn that, I'm going to be kind of blunt, he did try to bang Avar Chris at, at the end of Light of the Jedi, and she, she kind of pushed him away. And was like, we're not Padawans anymore. We can't do that. So we do get a confirmation that they were a thing. There was like a triad. There was a triad there. No. You don't think so? You're implying that Stellan was watching them while they were banging? No, I was implying that they all kind of had a thing together. No. That's what I got from it. No, Stellan. Stellan's your guy who was just trying to be perfect. Yeah, Stellan. Stellan was as he's turned as he's uh, led up to be here, the Obi Wan, where he was like, "I'm just going to ignore what's going on over there." Yeah, uh, interesting. I'm pretty, okay, I'm pretty sure. No, because because uh, he talks about his uh, dalliances with Chris later on, and it's just the two of them. Yeah, that memory just, specifically. Just Elzar and Chris. Yeah, I, I don't think Stellan. No, was I don't know. I don't know. Like he says, like it's old times uh, yeah. and stuff like that. You are fair. You're, it's it, it is fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because Stellan, we learn later on, he he's not perfect at everything. And Elzar is kind of, he doesn't have too many qualms about being like, oh, you can't do this. I'm just going to nip. There you go. Yeah. And help out, quote unquote, with Stellan's yeah, stuff. And so, yeah. so all, of, all of them have their flaws. It's just mm. that, you know, they're different. Stellan's are a lot less detrimental and damning than, than Elzar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because Elzar follow, follows his feelings a lot more. Yeah, speaking of dalliances, we, on Volo, we are seeing Elzar, because he d does go there because he realizes, okay, the vision has to do with that, and the coordinator in charge of the Republic Fair, Samira, I can't remember her last name, they're basically interacting a lot because Elzar's helping prepare for the fair, and every time he looks at her, he's just like, man, she is hot. Yeah. She's really hot. And I'm pretty sure she's into me, and she is, like, 100%. So they're kind of having this little back and forth, and it's a lot of awkward tension and so-and-so stuff, and, like, all these kind of, of little things, and, you know, Elzar, Elzar's trying to keep his Jedi code intact, so he kind of rebuffs her at one point, she gets really cold to him all of a sudden, so. Then we get even more stuff going on top of that, because then Stellan, Geos, and uh, Lina so land, and they have a whole thing, and Elzar reunites with Stellan, and they're having a lot of fun. And Stellan, or sorry, Elzar sees a, a shuttle from Starlight Beacon landing, and he gets really excited. He's like, oh, Chris is here, Chris is here. Oh my god, it's gonna be us together again, and he kind of implies, like, I can try again. And so he, like, runs up to the shuttle, expecting Chris, and Stellan's like, wait, 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 And we introduce a new character whose name is Orba Lin, and he is the archivist of Starlight Beacon. And he's really interesting because, as they explain, he's basically a, a giant cytoplasm He's a slime. Alien. He's a slime. Yeah, he, he's a big slime alien, the gelatinous kind of entity that wears like an astronaut suit basically 
because uh, he doesn't have a physical body. You ever watch and Blubber, also... guys? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. He's a plumber. Love that show. I also thought of what's their what's their name? Space thirteen, I think, from here at My Hero Academia. Oh um, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh but yeah, so basically he comes down and he's like, Oh, Elsa, you're here to help. Oh, come inside. And Elsa's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, you came here to help, right? And he's like, No, <laughs> no. actually, but I will help out, obviously, because I'm a nice yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so he's not happy, but he does help. And so from there we cut to a character we met at Crash Point Tower, uh Tyoric. And we get some insight from her, and uh, she's basically on this uh, garbage swamp planet in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. helping with uh, a mission. And a bunch of these these poor, like, skinny villagers come up and it's like, oh, please help. This monster's eating our children. And she's like, okay, I think I know what this is. And she goes off and ends up fighting Drangir, because that's what's been eating the children, horrifically. And we get a in-depth process on, because this is something we were wondering from um, Into the Dark, mm-hmm. which was, how do you actually kill a Drangir? Because they seem to be horrifically, you know, regenerative, and you know, lightsaber Ty- wins, yeah. yeah, and so Ty barely wins, and afterwards goes through the process, which is you have to cut the Drengear into strips, dry all of those strips out, and then torch the entire thing and watch to make sure it doesn't start reforming. Yeah, which is insanity, but it makes a lot of sense, right? But it just it, it kind of adds to oh my god, these things are monstrous. And we also get it and, that like she doesn't want to kill sentient things, but like she's a monster well, hunter. Drangir are an exception. Yeah, she's yeah. like, no, these things are fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah, these things are monsters. And we also kind of get from the Republic side as well that there is an epidemic going on right now because there are Drangir all across the frontier all of a sudden. Yeah. And they're just attacking every world up to like Narshada and Hada, mm-hmm. which is pretty shocking that they're, you know, they're even hitting those cities. But uh yeah, as as all of that stuff happens. As Ty is returning, she runs into Mantessa and Claren. So we get, again, you know, how they met each other in Crash Point Tower. And Mantessa hires her for a job. And from there, we cut again. Now we're with uh, Belle and uh, Nib. And we meet a new, as far as I know, the first good Aqualish I've ever seen in Star Wars. An Aqualish <laughs> called Vantargis yeah. on the planet of Cyclo. And they are building this giant, amazing scientific ship called the Innovator. Mm-hmm. That's it's supposed innovative, to be like, guys. Yeah, it, it's this amazing giant. It's got these crazy calm channels and just the like tanks. state-of-the-art yeah, state of the art, art medical facilities and yeah, like uh, hyperspace navigation systems and all this kind of stuff. Because as, as we learned it, in the previous novel, like the Bacta systems and stuff like that, that's all brand, brand new. new. Yeah, yeah. so. Mm-hmm. brand new and First also why Hetzel Prime was so important mm-hmm. but yeah so basically as they're kind of watching all this stuff and we're getting kind of insight on the bell on how he's still feeling lost with Loden and he's he's trying to actually withdraw himself from the force because he can't feel Loden and he feels like he's failed and we actually know why that is but you know still the Nihil actually attack Cyclo and try to take out the innovator so uh, Bell and Nib jump into their vectors and try to take them out and from there we get another cut which is a big cut with the Nihil was it Nib so- Seek or was it Indira? Indira. Oh, it's Indira Stokes. I believe oh, it's shit. Indira Stokes, yeah. My bad. That's okay. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of Jedi names in this book. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Bell, Bill's master right now is Indira Stokes. But yeah, so we cut to the Nihil, and we got a, a big thing from there as well where we've got one of the two original Tempests, uh, Panad, has sent his underling, which is this, like, gross... I thought it was a Gamorrean, but it's, like, even worse, apparently. His underling to uh, in one of his clouds to attack Cyclo. And so we're getting stuff from him where, he, you know, we're learning that Panad is not happy with the plan right now because it's just been, don't do anything. Don't attract attention. Pretend that we don't even exist. I can't remember if we talked about this earlier. Is it Panad or Panada? Panada. Yeah, but so, so sometimes... I don't know why. Sometimes they shorten his name to Panad. Oh. Um, but you're right, it is Panada. But yeah, at the same time as that... 
is going on. Martian Rowe is off in wild space. And so we actually go over to him through a different character whose name is Diz. And Diz is a Talortan. And I'll talk about this after we're done the, you know, this synopsis. But when I realized what species he was, I got really excited. He's he's the second Talortan that we've ever seen in Extended Universe so far. I think I know the first one you're talking, you're going to talk about. Yeah. And I, I was a huge fan of that one. But yeah, so we also learned that Diz is a force sensitive and that's rare for Talortans. And, you know, all we know about them is they're avian and they've got these like wing blades, these kind of, they kind of look like they're like blades that start at the elbows and you kind of hold them and that you've got an underhand grip on them, almost like if you've ever seen Tonfas from Karate Weapons. So they land on this like harsh and unforgiving ice planet and meet with Martian's cousin, who's much older than him, uh, named Kufa, or at least he calls her cousin. And Kufa kind of leads them through this like old ancient abandoned temple. And a lot of, they're, they're talking a lot about certain things and about like this cult that they were part of that has these initiation rites and no one goes there anymore. And immediately at this point, again, we'll talk about this more in the discussion, but I was like, cool, so it's a Sith temple. They're just, the, this is like the Jedi equivalent of a Sith temple. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't getting that. Yeah, but now that you mention it, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, like, yeah. And yeah. especially with what happens later on, I was like, cool, we're in a Sith temple. That's really cool. Yeah. And they get attacked by this giant squid thing. And we learn at this point that Martian is actively using Loden Greatstorm's lightsaber mm-hmm. um, because he uses that to take out the, the monster. And from there, they keep going even farther in and they reach a... Oh, sorry. Were we not, did we not, they got attacked by a Drangir. No, no, it wasn't a drink. It was like a squid thing. Yeah, it was it like had, a it, monster. It had like all plant things and it was trying to crush them. No, it was still trying to eat them. It wasn't it, a drink here, though. I, no? Yeah, I, I think it was some sort of pseudopod because it also had giant eyes. Yeah, it had like tentacles, it said, yeah. Because he's kept using the same voice as he does for it. So it's just like, oh, I know, so yeah. Yeah. Here yeah. Too? Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that, that would have been uh, crazy. But because then he also asked, like, oh, did they these things hunt in packs and all this stuff? And yeah, so they, they reach the actual shrine itself, which is these four guardian droids that are protecting this thing encased in ice. And Diz basically goes down fighting them because the droids ignore his, his force sensitivity just is completely obliterated when he's in this room. So he gets stabbed in the back as he's kind of like dying. Martian goes up and he, he finds the thing they were looking for, which he's calling the leveler. And he kind of, we don't really see how, but he activates the leveler. And when he activates the leveler, Diz just loses his mind. Like he just, he gets pulled into all these different visions and he's seeing futures and past that aren't real. His father. And he knows that they're not real. Yeah, and his father starts like screaming at him and all this kind of stuff. And he gets these horrific flashbacks. And Martian basically is just like, oh, cool. The leveler works. All right, Diz, thank you. You did your job. And then he fucking curb stomps Diz to death. Yeah, like um, watermelon to the, the yeah, floor. Yeah, just, just stomps on his head until he's dead. So yeah, <laughs> like I said, I was very excited when I saw Diz. Yeah, he's not around anymore, but at least I know the I species his voice. is I'm going to say that. Oh, yeah, stalking my yeah, face. Yeah, especially since, so especially cool. since the other character I know who speaks like that spoke more like this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, hearing that, I was like... He sounded like right. a Rishi kind of bird person from Swator. That's kind yeah, of what it reminded of. me of. And I'm like, I'm glad he's, he's gone. He's not turning into Phoenix person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so from there, we jump back to Valo and we get more of Orbelin and another character who, who has been around, but she hasn't done too much. So I haven't talked about it yet. Royal Dairo, who is a reporter for GoNet, which is some big news organization. That, uh, yeah, from not in Star Wars. Yeah, basically. And, you know, she's just going around and filming a whole bunch of stuff and getting all these angles for Republic Fair. And Orbelin is is in the kind of exhibit they're setting up talking about all these Jedi antiques. So there's some some really interesting stuff there. And then that ties into Stellan. And Stellan kind of meets Bell and has this little conversation with him because he notices something's wrong with him. So we get this little very short monologue about these interesting little coins that I guess ancient Jedi Masters used to get when they hit 
or when they hit knight rank, uh, the knight would get one for becoming a knight, and then the master who trained him would get one for having achieved that. And at the same time, as the whole thing's kind of going down, Stellan and Bell feel something in the force, so they run off, and they meet up with Elzar Man, who is spying on Tyoric and Mantessa, because they are meeting with Senator Teotun, who we haven't talked about yet. He's a Celestin senator who is very he's literally just at this point he's literally just there to piss off the audience and he's he's really pushing like we shouldn't do the republic fair we need a defense force he's basically Sinai like Hill. we shouldn't be doing any of this and then the reader's like yeah you're actually right but i hate yeah, you yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. there's one of those like yeah he's out of line but he's right yeah exactly happened. but uh yeah so basically we learn what mantessa's device is and it's really interesting but it's got a horrific downside which is that she has built a device that can negate blaster bolts and lightsabers energy-based weapons so any any kind of energy weapon it, it, they're still active but it renders them harmless and then the next time as we learn well well i'll, I'll say this in a, in a moment but basically the downside is it's using a metal that just actively leaks radiation so it's illegal in the republic for very good reason so tia Tune starts freaking out Tyor goes for her lightsaber. As soon as that happens, Elzar and Stellan freak out and just rush in to the building to try and stop them. We got a lightsaber fight, and Tyor actually almost kills Elzar Man because she straight up stabs him in the chest with the lightsaber with her lightsaber. But Mantessa's already activated the device, so her lightsaber just doesn't do anything. Yeah, it just turns off then, basically. Yeah, and then she gets thrown into a wall, and we learn that your lightsaber is just harmless when the device is active. But if you then try, if you turn it off, and then if you try to turn it on, it doesn't work. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting, but yeah, basically, this is how Ty and Mantessa get arrested. Uh, we see them get taken away by uh, the Volo security force. And we also get a little snippet where it's just like, we all hated Idric Snap. Idric, I don't even remember his name. Yes, yeah, Idric Snap, Snap in the last book, the Nemoian head of the, the defense. And he's everyone first, yeah. is just like, yeah, everyone in this book is even like, yeah, Stellan. He's, yeah, Stellan's like, he's fucking worthless. Yeah. Like, this guy's garbage. He's like, he's so he's so lucky that he has a team of people in security force that yeah, actually, know, actually what they're doing. know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah where yeah. Stellan's like, I don't understand how he got this position. Also, but, yeah. I just wanted to say, um, mm -hmm. meme-wise here, uh, we got, uh, the public fair has has been a bad idea, and then astronaut holding gun to head always has been. That's yeah, exactly right. And, and <laughs> as, we know from Crash, as we know from Crash Point Tower, we kind of know how that ends exactly. up anyways. But uh, yeah, so they get taken away. From there, we get the start of the Republic Fair and all this cool stuff. And the one interesting thing to talk about, which we saw from the special edition cover, is the Sky Islands. So yeah. Sky Islands are all these giant floating platforms that all have their own unique contained biospheres. And each biosphere is supposed to represent a different Republic planet, or a different Republic planet. And then each one so has like their own like food stalls and like yeah. events. Wild, yeah, wildlife and food and like cultural booths and all Such this kind of stuff. Such a good idea. It's it's a really really cool idea, and it's you know everywhere from like Alderaan to like Boz. <laughs> she said at one point she's like even Boz Pitney. I'm like, what the fuck do you yeah. show off at Boz Pitney? <laughs> what? It's just a bunch of stat. It's a giant's graveyard. Yeah, it's just it's just showing off Maybe giant not back statues now, but but yeah, eventually it does. <laughs> oh, true. But yeah, during the Clone Wars, Boz Pitney show uh, is in some of the comics, and it's it's literally just a graveyard full of giant statues yeah. so i'm like what the fuck are you showing off there but anyways republic fair starts and like the highlight of the republic fair is as we learn from this and i got really annoyed until they kind of justify it in the lore the togrutans haven't joined the republic at this point mm -hmm. so the big thing they're trying to get to is they've invited the togrutan uh leader this the grand huntress and our supreme huntress i can't remember what they call her but she shows up and so we get this this cool stuff in the opening ceremony where we get lena so and selling geos and Tia Toon's also there, unfortunately, but we are introduced to the Grand Huntress, Supreme Huntress, Alaric Yovit, and her captain of the guard, 
whose name is Miramis, and they kind of are getting on and they start the Republic Fair and everything seems to be going well. And the first day is a, a pretty big success. You know, they get thousands and thousands of tourists coming in. Everything's going well. And uh, at the same time as this, we're introduced to Linuso's son, whose name is Kip. Kipion or uh, Kipton or something like that. They just, they call him Kip throughout the book, but uh, we get him and his whole thing is just like, he's not really like his mom. He's not interested in any of this limelight. And, and I, I kind of understand how he feels because he's just getting dragged around everywhere and asked all these questions. And he's talking a teenager to people he doesn't too. Know. Yeah, he's a teenager. He's like, I don't want to fucking be here. I want to be doing things like Jom. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> That's so true. And uh, yeah, Jom is the uh, son of the governor of Vala. And so basically as... Uh, Kip is kind of like, oh God, I don't want to be here. He meets John. They start to get on really well. And yeah, we we very bluntly, Kip very bluntly is just like, man, he's really pretty. And then he kind of looks around and he goes, oh, the Jedi Padawan, he's really hot too. So we get like a little bit of interaction between Kip, John, and Bell. And they have a little bit of, of stuff, stu- uh, you know, it's for them, it's just friendly interactions going on at this party. And then we get some spicier interactions because Elzar's brooding on a rooftop being like, oh, I can't believe I almost died. Uh, Republic Fair, oh, my visions, uh the darkness inside of me. And uh, <laughs> he gets approached by Samira and uh, she basically wine and dines him and then uh, we fade to black there. And yeah, the next day we are getting some more ceremony stuff with Stellan and Lena. And as that's kind of happening, we switch back to the Nihil's perspective and we learn that they have a secret outpost on the planet called, I think it's Grizka? Grizzle. Grizzle, sorry. Grizzle, yeah. Uh, Grizzle. Grizzle. And it's I love this, it's this jung- yeah, it's, it's this jungle planet that's like off on the almost on the edge of wild space and like nobody knows where it is. Feels like um, another Yavin, really. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty much just an abandoned jungle planet. And they, they have a, a bunch of uh kind of spats going on because Panada comes back and he's really angry because oh we forgot to me- I completely forgot to mention this, sorry. The assault on Cyclo fails, but Bell almost dies in the assault. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes a harpoon to the stomach. Yeah, that was dark as hell. I'm like, oh, they're gonna scary, kill him too. Man. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh god, yeah. I don't think he's gonna survive. He barely managed to survive, and he actually does it by connecting to the Force and detonating the Nihil ship. That was crazy. I loved it. Yeah, it was it was insane. So thankfully, because Ember, the innovator has MVP. back to tanks. Yeah, right, helping him out. Um, and then Porter Angle showing up to help out as well. But because of the back to tanks and all that stuff, Bell's able to get healed, and now he's got kind of artificial organs and implants and all this stuff kind of keeping him together. But yeah, basically, Marshawn comes back, and he's like, hey, uh, cool raid on Cyclo. It's cool that it failed. I thought I told you not to do anything. What the fuck, man? And Pineda's like, yeah, I don't care. You're all fucking around in wild space. What are you doing? And Marshawn's like, I'm not going to answer you. And Pineda's like, I then what do I care? And so Marshawn at the beginning of the conversation handed Penade his helmet to like humiliate him, being like, here, servant. And then he activates his trap card, which is that the helmet was electrified. So Love he just it. turns it on and Penade is like, like clutching it, like slowly frying and Marshawn just keeps talking. And we also learn about the third, the new Tempest, who's uh, taken, um, oh God, I can't remember his name Castles. right now. Yeah, Cassav's uh, position. Uh, Zetar, who's got this, like, he's this tiny alien in this giant mech suit. Very similar um, to Orbelin, except yeah, not a slime. Yeah, except, he, except he is a person. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we got a whole thing where basically Martian's like, okay, we, I've got a thing. It'll help us out. We're going to have some plans soon. Just don't do anything. And, uh, yeah, listen to me. So he leaves the room as Panada's just on the ground being electrocuted. And Zetar and Panada already don't like each other. So he's like, I guess I'll just watch him fry. And Lorna D's like, I think I should do something. But Panada's so strong. He actually crushes the helmet and rips it apart. Yeah. And so he's electrocuted. He's very fried, but he's still alive. And from there, we kind of uh, go to another thing where Panada basically stomps back out and tries to get the Nihil to turn on Martian by saying, like, he's not doing anything. What the hell are we doing? There's no plan. 
we're just sitting around not doing anything. How are you a leader? And Marshawn like literally just takes that. It's like, yes, we're not doing anything because I was out in wild space getting information. I know we can kill the chancellor. And he uses that as a rallying cry to get the night hill on his side. And so as these opening ceremonies are starting on Volo, every Jedi's hit with a, I feel like something bad's about to happen as the night hill drop out of hyperspace into the skies of Avalo and start obliterating it, everything around it, which is, and we'll talk about it later. There's no Republic defense fleet over the planet, so they just get free reign and they just start bombarding Volo and just annihilating everything they can get their hands on and sending civilians to everybody. Oh yeah, it's a terror, it's a terror assault. It's a hundred percent a terror attack. And so everything's thrown into chaos. Before this attack started, Kip and John had actually snuck off to I'm doing air quotes here, look at the innovator. And uh, yeah, so there was, so Bell has, had run off to go and try and find them as this attack started. And so everything just gets thrown into chaos. And again, from there, we just get a whole bunch of paths that are all going everywhere at the same time. So on one hand, we've got Stellan Geos and Lena Snow, uh, Lena So with Alaric and Maramis and the Targons. And they're just trying to, trying to help people, but also get somewhere where they can uh, be protected. So they kind of decide that they need to hit, go to the Rathana Heavy Engineering Walker, which is a nice callback because if people don't know, Rathana is the company that makes all of the Empire's and the Republic's uh, legged war vehicles. So ATTEs, ATSTs, ADATs, all that kind of stuff. It's all Rathana Heavy Engineering. Uh, so they are going for a Rathana Heavy Walker. But as they're doing that, the Nihil drop their war cloud, which is uh, not a sleep toxin like we've seen before, but it is a blinding and burning agent. So that happens and starts fucking with all of them as well. Stellan has to try and hold back this cloud. At the same time that that's happening, we get Ty and Mantessa in the jail that they were in in Crash Point Tower. And we get to meet Ram again. Or Ram, sorry, Ram again. And <laughs> Ram's got a much nerdier voice in this book. But uh, yeah, we literally get that same interaction that we saw in Crash Point Tower where the droid gets destroyed. And then Tyoric manages to mind trick the Nihil holding the hand cannon. And it starts going mad. They manage to get out. They start to break out. And from there, we kind of get... Ty Yorick is just desperate to get her stuff back because Elzar and Stellan took her lightsaber and she's like, I need this. I need to get it back. I'm going to go find it. And Mantessa's like, no, we have to find my daughter. And they find her daughter. And then she's like, yeah, we have to get back to the ship. And Ty's like, no, I'm getting my lightsaber. Plus they probably destroyed the ship. Anyways, I'm going. Mm -hmm. And so they split and go off in separate directions as Elzar, who slept through the opening ceremony in Samira's room and is now like, oh God, I did a bad, uh, kind of runs out. He's like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to get here on top. Oh, fuck the Night Hiller here. Yeah. And so he's like, he's going, he's literally just going nuts because he's like, oh my God, I, I had sex. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's, he's like worrying with that. And like, had Chris, sex. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like that, but like a horrified screaming. And he's just like, oh God, what's happening? He's fighting all these Night Hill and he's like, he's losing his mind and all this burnt and like all the stuff is burning. And then he sees a, Nihil cruiser come out in Volo's atmosphere and plow into a sky island and he sees people getting thrown off it and he basically is like no and he literally channels the dark side to throw that platform through the Nihil ship yeah and he immediately decimates the Nihil ship destroys it and then he goes oh shit I did that another bad yeah. yeah he's like that's not the light side <laughs> and at that's the same time yeah, yeah, where he just but unlike Anakin where he's like it felt good. He's like, "Oh god." Well he, well, he did. He said he said it was like the power is flowing through me like yeah. nothing I've ever felt before. This was yeah, amazing. Nothing can stop me now and he's yeah, like and, but then he's immediately like I'm not oh, supposed to feel like that. I should go I should yeah. ask for help. Yeah, and yeah. so at the same time, we see Indira Stokes' perspective where she sees that, feels it, and is like, oh, something a Jedi happened. just did something horrible down there. Yeah. And so, yeah, well, we get... We not, get like, not, yeah, we get Indira's perspective, but everybody just... Like, yeah, everyone's like, what the hell just happened yeah. over there? Legit, <laughs> just like, you get you get an Amber Alert is what it probably feels like. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody's just yeah. like, oh, oh, oh. 
Yeah. Everybody's in the drift, kind of just yeah. A little bit. All the people that came are just like, hey, hey. and then we get yeah. him. We get him <laughs> trying to like uh, talk down a fucking beast. Oh yeah. yeah. And then it's like, little... oh well, shit. It saw that. That 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 part was a little bit later. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's like, oh yeah. fuck. But, yeah. So spe- speaking of the drift, Indira and a bunch of other vector pilots are basically uh, trying to catch people who are falling off the sky islands and. Angle. Or, yeah, so there's a cool part. There's a really cool scene that I, I really like where basically Indira sees a Nihil pilot go out of his way to hit someone that's falling off the Sky Island. And she's like, you piece of shit. And she starts like getting really angry. And then Porter Angle's vector that's on fire flies by. And Porter Angle jumps out, but he timed the vector's dive so that it literally slams into that Nihil ship and takes them both out. And then he lands on Indira's vector. It's like, we're drifting. It's like, oh my God, Porter, you're more badass than you were in the last book. Yeah. So they get this drift together and they start catching a bunch of people. But then one of them does something that I... uh, Yeah. We'll talk about this later. The Jedi have a huge problem with pacifism in this book because one of the Jedi catches on Nihil and he's like, oh yeah, the Jedi save everybody. They're peacekeepers. And then the Nihil turns around and punches through the Vector and takes it and himself and the Vector down. And it's just like, well, what did you expect? And so at the same time, speaking of this... Problem with pacifism that I'll go off on later. Stellan also fucks up because he's trying to keep the war cloud off people. And as they're trying to get onto the walker, he gets attacked by a roided out Trandoshan Nihil. And what does he do? He immediately goes, stop fighting. We don't have to fight. Peace is the answer. And I'm like, Stellan, you're yelling at raider terrorists right now. That are drugged up. um, yeah, and he's also, like yeah. crazy. He can't. He, there's no cognitive thought. Yeah, all his thinking is destroyed. It yeah, it's just reminded me of uh, Alabasta, where Vivi's like, "Stop the fighting!" No, but Vivi's, but Vivi's thing actually, but Vivi's thing made sense because you're trying to ask your own people. Stellan is in the middle of everyone clashing, though, where it's like just yeah. chaos and no one can hear you. Uh, but I mean, that's yeah. all she can do. Right? Exactly. She didn't have many powers in Ms. Wednesday. But but yeah, so the Trandoshan beats the shit out of Stellan. Oh, yeah. It just fucking ruins him. And he has this desperate moment where he's like, no. And he force pushes the Trandoshan through the ladder that Lena So yeah. and Alaric Yovit and everyone else were trying to climb. So he almost kills Lena So. And he's, he's getting so weak that he can't even, like, catch her anymore. So I was just like, okay, Stellan, whatever. Um, <laughs> so at the same time, we get a huge thing on the Innovator where Bell had found Kip and Jom right as the attack started, and now he's separated from them. So he ends up having to help out a human and a Pentoran, and he gets help from the Innovator's engineers, and then he kind of eventually... Their story is basically wrapping up with... He eventually finds Kip and Jom with some other people, and they, they have to end up abandoning him to get into an escape pod, and they fire out and land in the midst of everything that's happening and Kip's like, what the fuck? We just left a Jedi to die. What's wrong with all of you? And then uh, Ember bounces up and like starts uh, being friendly with them because it turns out Bell actually grabbed onto the pod right as it launched. So he's like, yeah, now the force provided. I, I, I'm going to keep protecting you guys because I'm a good person. Uh, and this was around the point where I was like, you know what? I really like Bell now. But at the same time, we get another cool part where Orbelin and Rill are running back into the Jedi exhibits because... Stellan Geohost, when the attack had started, had asked Rill to try and get communications back up since she's a tech and comms expert just from being a reporter. So they get into the archives area because there was an old Jedi comm beacon that they can try to use to get get a message out. Ancient, but, uh, like terribly yeah. old, yeah. Yeah, like Sith Wars era. But as they get there, there's a bunch of Nihil already in there ransacking the place. And this was, the, I, I was already like, you know what? Orbelin's kind of cool. I, I, I like his history speak. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes full badass mode where he's like, he's giving a lecture on the Jedi artifacts to the Nihil. And they're like, they, they just rush him. And he's like, oh, well. And so he says this line to Rill where Rill's like, I, I can't, we can't get through them. He goes, oh, you know, there might be five Nihil here. Or 50. There might be 50. Yeah. I'm going to go through them. 
and he fucking like flicks his wrist and he has a lightsaber built his lightsaber slot holster is built into his arm on the suit yeah. so it's just it like hidden blade fires out into his hand yeah and he turns it on and i was like oh get him more berlin it's and, it's the equivalent of sidious when he does the yeah yes. do the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's treason then yeah but yeah so like it's lecture that's then yeah and so as that's happening will's trying to to get to the beacon but there's two nihil in the way and at the same time uh, Orbelin's facing off with Lorna D because she's ransacking the the archives, and Orbelin's giving this big speech about the medals that Selen gave earlier. And Lorna D's like, "I don't care," and starts attacking me. He's like, "Yeah, you know what the really cool thing about the medals are? They're really dense." And he force grabs them and throws them into the into the Nihil and Rill's way, mm. and just knocks them out with these coins. And then goes back and is like, "Ah, oh, Lorna D stole a Frick staff. That's annoying." I can't get through that with my lightsaber. And Lorna D actually gets on top of him and is like trying to stab him with the spear. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, huh. And he force pushes her through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he's like, huh, I can't see her anymore. Oh, I felt the crunch as she hit yeah. the ground outside. I'm like, Jesus, Orville. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's he's a little he's a little uh, crazy motherfucker. He is. And I actually, he's amazing, the, uh, or yeah, this is the point where I was like, oh my, like Orville, I love this guy. And then yeah. he actually did something that Ed called out later. But uh, basically, that whole thing ends with Rill gets to the beacon and is trying to turn it on and kind of starts to get there and realize she can send a frequency by piggybacking off of the Nihil's signal. Yeah, but she gets stopped by this like weird scorpion nihil it literally is basically just an anthropomorphic scorpion with eye stalks and it's it's about to kill her and then orbelin busts back in uh without his lightsaber unfortunately because lorna d uh her last act was disarming him and the nihil like run turns around cuts open his suit and is about and punches its pincer through his head it's like, haha, I've killed him. And then the gelatinous blob of Orbelin comes out yeah. and suffocates the Nihil by just as the gel form, just getting over it and just cutting off his air supply until he passes out. And I was just like, dear Lord, that's horrifying. We were talking about that before we finished <laughs> yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah. And then we're like, that'd be terrifying. And then he does it. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, shit. As, I think, uh, as soon as he started it, I was like, wait, you're not going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is what we've been talking about this entire yeah, time. Like, he's yeah, because like, Jedi, Jedi you're gonna, just like, you're gonna freeze him. You're like, oh, he passed. Oh, okay. And yeah. Just, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this suit anymore. It was it's like, oh, jeez. Orbelin is a bad. Oh yeah. yeah. So you think archivist? You're like, oh, Jacosta news here. Yeah. What yeah, are you yeah. gonna do? And then he's just right. like, no, nah, this is what Jacosta should do. Mm -hmm. But the whole through, th I, I know we're still doing sounds, but I gotta talk about that through the roof thing one thing. Yeah, was, the way Mark Thompson narrates it, you're almost lulled to sleep. And so he says it just like it's a bad He's like, oh yeah, and he threw yeah. her through the roof. Like, yeah. It's nothing. He's like, wait, what? Yeah. She shot, she goes she through shot the up. roof <laughs> in the atmosphere. And then she starts falling down. And then when she says the crunch, it's just like, so she's dead, right? Yeah, like, you, yeah you, so I'm like, oh my god, Oberlin just killed Lorna D. <laughs> <laughs> just won her like a rag, totally shit, nothing. Yeah. This, this fucking, this Tempest runner, you're just, okay, yeah. bye. Yeah, just, <laughs> oh yeah, my just, god. Hey, have you ever heard of a space program? <laughs> just like, but as we learn later on, uh, unfortunately, he didn't shoot Lorna D high enough to kill her. Uh, um, apparently. Yeah, how, apparently. What, like, what do you have to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> right um, that's plot armor man god damn yeah well speaking of plot armor we come back to elzar man at, at that point who's going oh god what did i do Sh uh, shit that's not a jedi thing yeah and as he's thinking that he takes a mace to the side of the head yeah he does <laughs> brains him and i was like shit the nihil snuck up on him no ty yorick did that i was like what the fuck ty yeah <laughs> 
you don't give a shit. And she's like, you during the middle of a rich What the fuck is wrong with you? So I lost a lot of respect for Ty York in that moment. Like, dude, you don't do this during, you know, the entire raid. But yeah, so after that, basically, Mantessa and Claren catch up, and there's this whole thing of, like, you have to help, and, you know, blah, 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 I'll do all this stuff. And Mantessa and Claren are still freaking out, and Ty's like, you know what, just, just leave, get out of here. I don't care, I'm dealing with this stuff. And so they do, and Elzar and Ty have this standoff where Elzar's like, look, I need another Jedi. I just, I just need someone who's Force-sensitive here to try and keep me from doing another Dark Side thing. I'll give you your lightsaber back, please, you have to help me. And Ty, like, takes it and is like, yeah, no, and just leaves. And Elzo's like, well, all right. So he runs off and he, like Dan was saying before, he runs into this like three-headed apex predator monster thing that in the short time that she was gone has killed and eaten Mantessa and is about to eat Claren. And Elzar tries to do like a force, like calming technique and kind of sees everything that the creature has gone through. But then the creature sees that Elzar has thrown a sky uh, platform through the uh, Nihil Cruiser, freaks out and attacks him and is about to kill him. But Ty Yorick does a saber throw and decapitates all of the three things' heads and shows up, sees Mantessa's dead and goes, oh, fuck. I screwed up. And is just like, all right, um, I guess I'll help now. Wait, Ty Yorick and... did that? Yeah. yeah. I, okay, I this is the point where I was listening to it at a really fast speed. I thought oh, it was okay. the monster that was fighting Elzar Man mm -hmm. and Montessa came back. I, I, I missed this part, so I wasn't sure how she died. And I thought it was... Montessa yeah. comes in, the monster kills her, and then Ty so, comes in and sees that. No, so so Elzar stumbles on the monster eating Mantessa. Yeah. I and see, okay. Claren's right next, yeah. And That's because nearby. she yeah. decapitated her with the lightsaber. What? Wait, what? How did okay, Mantessa die? So it, like, she gets ripped apart on the monster? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so like I said, so Elzar, Elzar stumbles on the monster eating Mantessa. Yes. Tries to calm the monster. Yes, The yes, monster yes. sees that the sky platform thing happened attacks elzar elzar's about to die Ty and then ty York saves him by saber throwing because elzar gets a pincer through the oh wreck. yeah sorry you yeah. said the three heads of the monster yeah yeah, yeah. she does two heads doesn't have lines. three heads sorry no <laughs> my, my tessa's just got a horn coming out of the top of her head because she's a uh, whatever her species kuravar no the, the monster did have three heads y yeah yeah and ty cut them all off that's what i'm saying okay okay i was just yeah. confused i <laughs> I misheard you for a second, you, and I thought you, you meant heard everything right, and you couldn't. And he was kind of for, for me, it was yeah, like I, I thought I heard down. you say that she like threw the lightsaber and she cut yeah. off like three people's heads. One was Mentessa, no, uh, and I'm like, heads, yeah. was that what happened? <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember that happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, the Bentai real fucked up. I know she yeah. fucked up because she the Mentessa girl died. But no, it was no, like, but yeah, okay. yeah. So after, so after the thing's dead, then Ty sees Mentessa's corpse and is like, oh, fuck. So yeah, so she basically is like, "All right, Elzar, I'll help you out." Well, we have to, we have to do something. Mm -hmm. And at that same point, the what are they called? Ed the Sar Sarpedons or Sar 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 the Dragon Flyers. Yeah, the the uh, four winged dragons. I had Saravkas, I think something like that. Yes, yeah, 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 Saravkas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a pair of Saravkas come in, and basically, a as they're watching the Saravkas flying overhead, Ty's like, "Okay, uh, those are apex predators too. Uh, whoever built the zoo's a fucking idiot. We have to stop those." <laughs> yeah. <somehow." laughs> yeah. And so Elzar and Ty do like a, a mind merge to try and... Uh, it's uh, a Sanval. S-A-N-V-A-L-S. Yes, Sanval. Sanval. Yeah. To try and link their minds to then be able to control the animals. And so Ty ends up seeing everything that Elzar did and is like, wow, okay. You, you fuck, <laughs> you're, man. Yeah, you're a great Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then we get a little bit of, of an inkling of Ty's past as oh, well. Oh man, so good. We kind of see the planet that she grew up on and the younglings that she was with and the master that was going to train her. And then we don't learn why she left. We just get the feelings of it and something about, about some sort of altar. But they, they link minds enough that they're actually able to exert their control over the Sarafkas and they both land and then they get on them and they start going around and, and <laughs> destroying Nihil with them. Oh my God. It's so dragons. good. It's so yeah. fucking good. Like tail whips and, and it, everything. Yeah, it, It's brutal. Like the, the Sarafkas can easily like Sandball. crunch it's a Sandball. through. Sandball, Sandball, sorry. I don't Sandball. find out what a Sarafka is. Yeah, so Sarafka is something in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, something. Oh, I see. Sandball's the animal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, so they, they get the, like the Sandballs can easily just crunch through Nihil fighters and just bat them aside. There is one annoying part though where Elzar is like, he's going after one he's going after some speed some guys on a speeder trying to run over a, a fleeing civilian and he takes them out in such a way that he doesn't kill the nihil but then he like turns like yeah i can show ty york that you don't have to kill people i'm like elzar again this is not the time to be trying to spare the terrorist marauder monster people but whatever so as that kind of goes on we also uh, learn how the race to crash point tower thing ended up happening which was something i was wondering as it happened but ty disappears for a while like so so elzar does that thing she doesn't even see it she's not there and so when she shows up again elzar Elsa was like, oh, where'd you go? And she was like, oh, so we're riding the kids? Um, there was a mom. Mm -hmm. And the mom was even bigger and angrier. But I managed to... The, the kid I'm riding went to go save her. And I managed to get her on our side. And then I gave her to the Padawans. Yeah. I was like, oh, so that's how the death monster showed up. Yeah. At and it does make sense because Ty did show up and be like, that's the mom. Right. So now we get the full kind of story with Crash Point Tower being like, so look, I brought help. Because I was like, yeah, um, when she first gets them, they're siblings. I'm like, I thought it was yeah. a mom and a baby. Yeah. And I was like, I thought there were three. Yeah. But... But yeah, so it all it all links around. And so at that same time, basically, Elzar was like, okay, can you, can you control both of these two? Because he sees something. And Ty's like, do I have a choice? Nope. And Elzar just jumps off. Yeah. And we learn why. And that's because uh, Stellan on the ground is has gotten everyone into the walker. They're trying to get away. But Lorna D has shown up again. She's still alive. She has a dislocated shoulder and some cracked ribs. But she literally just stabs herself with drugs. She jumps over someone. <laughs> she, sorry, in order. She gets up, runs into a squad of Nihil, as Pan Ada has started dropping bombs on the city, which they weren't supposed to do until the Nihil had cleared out. She wasn't wearing city. her mask either. Yeah, but yeah. because Lorna D's not wearing her mask, Pan Ada can't get in contact with her. So he's like, just fuck it, just kill him. And just, yeah, just starts ca carpet bombing the city. And so the Nihil are freaking out. So they shoot at Lorna when they see her. She jumps over the first guy and just dislocate, kicks him hard enough in the jaw that he dislocates his jaw, grabs his drugs, shoots up on them, then pulls the guy up, looks at the other two Nihils like, you are with me. We're going to a ship. And as they start going to the ship, she sees Lena So in the walker. It's like, fuck that. I'm going to kill Lena So. So she makes a beeline for them. And Stellan's like, I'll hold the line. And he pulls out his master's light. Oh, so we also learned, because we were wondering before, the two lightsabers Stellan has. Uh, the green lightsaber is his master's. And she handed it down to him when she passed away. So he activates both lightsabers. Like, it. No, she oh, left it for him. She in left it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. But so he, yeah, he turns on the two lightsabers. He's like, oh, go. I'll hold the line. And Maramis is like, all right, fine. I'll go protect the Grand Huntress. He's like, all right, I can do this. And the Targons are with him. And then Stone Shields just gets the shit kicked yeah. out of him. Like, he, he puts up a decent fight. But again, because he's trying to save all the Nihil, he gets the shit kicked and out of him. And he's using too much force, like, moving the fucking uh, oh, he, clouds yeah, he, as well. He'd exhausted like, himself already yeah. with the force. And so... And so basically, oh, and also before this, uh, we saw Ram got, get the communications up. They had their plan in action. They were all going to go to the Jedi Temple. That's where the walker was going. Sorry, like I said, a lot of shit happens in this book. But yeah, Lorna D shows up, beats the shit out of Stellan, literally just knocks him down and just runs past, or knocks him down with a maul, and then runs past, uses a grappling hook to 
try to get to Lena So because she he, she can see Lena So. Elzar drops beside Stellan and is like, Stellan, I'm here to help. And Stellan's like, just, just stop, Lorna D. So he, th- he does another saber throw, cuts the grapple hook, starts running towards Lorna D, and then one of the bombs drops between them and the walker and goes off. And that's the last thing Stellan sees. We're going to get to it later, and, but I'm surprised yes. at the aftermath of that. Uh, this is why I was saying there's a lot of plot armor in this yeah. book. Yeah. Because holy shit, the aftermath of this was so much like better than I thought. Okay, I'll just say it right now. Literally no one dies when the bomb goes off. Or gets yeah, captured. Or a yeah, no, Nothing happens. The bomb goes off and it might as well have been full of gas. Or yeah. like helium or some shit. But yeah, so that it, all in itself kind of wraps up the Battle of Valo because at the same time as Pan 8 is like, all right, uh, let's just destroy everything now. A bunch of ships drop out of hyperspace. Lots that have of heard, ships. Yeah, that have heard real, uh, real Dilo's call, and it turns out to be a, a Togruten fleet, and they just start annihilating Panada's Tempest. Yeah, and he's like, "Cool, uh, I have orders. Everybody, run!" And the guys on the ship are like, "Cool." So, do we help Lorna's Tempest get out? He's like, "Uh, they can go fuck themselves." You know what? So can the rest of my Tempest. Let's just leave. Yeah. And so he escapes and just leaves everyone to fend for themselves. So from there, we kind of get the aftermath, which is. Like a whole bunch of stuff. The main thing is that Stellan Geos finds Lena So and she's like she's severely she's injured. That's break of yeah. Yeah. basically. That yeah. was very emotional. I'm like, holy shit, they killed the Chancellor. Fuck. Yeah, and Stellan Stellan actually breaks down. Yeah, like, he's he was actually crying. crying. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk about this more later. I didn't really feel bad for Lena So. I felt really bad when Kip found her though. And so we get all of this kind of stuff and, and the Huntress, the Grand Huntress and all this stuff kind of helping. And Real Dialogue gives this really kind of broken interview because she's processing the aftermath. Now that she can see everything that happened on Volo, she's like grappling with, holy shit, how did this happen? Don't don't forget about the, uh, the Mon Cala Diva, man. She she helped out. I, who cares? She's no, such, she's such, I, you could take her out of the story and nothing would change. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't even know her name. Yeah. She <laughs> no, was no, just no, called no. the Diva, I think, yeah. Christina she, no, she had a name, I just don't remember it. Christina yeah. Aquafina. <laughs> Oh but uh, yeah, so from there, that kind of transitions into like the cleanup effort. And we got a bunch of things that happen. Uh, one of them is Elzar. <laughs> Elzar walks up to Samira and is like, as she's kind of doing all this cleanup stuff, yeah. he's like, hey, so I need this. And she's like, yeah, we're done. I, I already know we're done. You're yeah. a Jedi. Yeah, it's all good. And he's like, I, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, so you're cool? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We, we good? This is the we moment good? he turns into Jedi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean, she's like, to hey, be yeah. fair, his Chad, his Chad physique really lends to like, that kind of thing and then you just see him he's like super fucking awkward you're like yeah yeah because okay. he's like he's never had to do this before yeah the only person he had the but he seems to get let down by everyone he seems to be the one that gets let down not yeah. lets people down yeah. right between samira and chris yeah um yeah, so good looks that, him so then, far. yeah right and then we get elzar talking with stellan and he kind of talks to him about like yeah hey i i did a dark side thing i someone should probably i did, a, I did a duty yeah and so stellan's like look we all we're all tempted we might not always repel it, but you're, the fact that you're not hiding it and you're just telling me, that's a good thing. We'll get through this, man. And I think and they, they were... I think the Stellan Geos, like, getting his own fucking shit through this whole scenario of him, like, mm. coming to terms with so many things Humble and, like, down breaking the... down with Lena yeah, So in yeah. his arms, like, that all lends for him to, like, accept Elzar Man's situation a yeah. lot more. Like, he, like he, not like he wouldn't, because he's it, such, it becomes, yeah, yeah it, it starts to slowly turn into a like you can see it's like the trio support network right where it's like the yeah. three of them even though avar chris isn't here they all they all are helping each other and they're there for each other and it's a really nice you know 
It's really nice bond the three of them have. It, of, it is very yeah, cool to do because they do make a lot of you know similarities with it. That Stel- it's like the Obi Wan Anakin, except it's Stellan and Elzar, and also Chris doing you know Chris is, Chris is like whatever she I pictured on Drangar like, duty. Padme was yeah. A, yeah. was a Jedi. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way yeah. to put it. Who was Padme? So yeah, Padme, yeah, was, yeah, a Padme was a Jedi, yeah, and then you get Chris, yeah. and then Stellan, and then her, and then uh, El. Is it because Padme is like the only yeah. like prequel like person who's a female that it has a well, name? Well, no, no, but... no. It's also because Elzar, know, Elzar and Chris are, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah especially yeah. what they went through. It's like, okay, yeah, so yeah. Are um, you an angel? Yeah. <laughs> They're aliens too. That's weird. But yeah, so we also get some stuff where it's like, you know, Lena So is alive, critical condition, but she's still kind of doing stuff. She has a big long talk with Stellan. And it turns out that uh, the Grand Huntress contacts them as well because she's left back for, for a Tegruton space. But she contacts them and is like, hey, look, I know you're a good leader. You and I were both out there. You could have run and hid, but you were down on the ground trying to help people and reassure them it's okay. Mm-hmm. Look, that's someone I know I can trust and I can work with. So, you know, should they start building uh, an, an alliance? It's not necessarily that the Togrutans are going to join yet, but there is an alliance. And also one thing that I was talking I, I'll talk about that in the discussion, but we got a couple of other things too. One other nice little thing is we see the Kip and John hooked up at some point and they get, it's on film, which is weird, but whatever. Was it? Um, I didn't catch that. Well, yeah. so when, when Kip kisses Jom, he says, like, they're being real, or not even real, just they're being recorded. Oh, okay. By, by GoNet, but he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I need so, I need a win from this. And I was like, yeah, get some. And then we get a weird part, too, where, like, Elzar and Stellan are like, yeah, so, oh, so, and I'm skipping ahead. The Huntress, as a sign of good faith, passes on a Nihil data packet that the Togrutans had gotten their hands on. And as Stellan is decrypting it, he learns that the Nihil are monitoring Republic comms. And so him and Elzar are like, cool, I've got a plan. So they go find that Scorpion Nihil, who is being led away by Snat. And basically what happens is they go up and are like, hey, we need to question him. And he, the Scorpion Nihil starts being like, hey, hey oh, we did such a good job on Valo. Oh, look at us. We fucking, we fucked your shit up. And Elzar's like, yeah, you take that back. You fucking stop that. And yeah. the guy's like, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to remember this for the rest of your life. And Elzar goes dark side again. Well, well, uh, in quotes, goes dark side again. He, he, he reaches, like almost yeah. kills the guy, like force chokes him against the wall. And Claren is like, no, you're killing him. And like tries to like stop, make him stop. And that ends up with her getting killed. Like Elzar like freaks out, stops it. Pushes and then the, her. yeah, and then, the, well, uh, he doesn't force push her. He force pushes Step, everyone yeah, except yeah, for, yeah. He, he does a lot. He does he a lot. Pushes, <laughs> he punches Snat in the chest yeah. with the force. He cracks Tyork's head. Yeah. And, like, you need a visualization of this. Picture that uh, that scene where the dude's at the party and he starts slapping the shit out of everyone. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. And they're like, Jim, you can't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what Elzar's doing. Right yeah. Now. It's hilarious. It's oh, that's so a, good. That's a beautiful similarity. Um, but yeah, so because of that, the Nihil takes Claren captive, gets on a ship, flies off. And then as soon as they're gone, this was another point I really didn't like where they're like, oh, I, I thought I did really good acting. What about you guys? And they're like, yeah, that's that really acting. good. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyrion's like, well, why the fuck did you let them take Claren? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's okay. We got this under control. I'm like, you're being very flippant about yeah. the fact they just took a hostage. A girl, a little girl. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, a teenager. Yeah, but that's but, still like, ooh. Yeah, but as we learn, I can't, I even though I, their, their stance on it was very inexcusable, it, it, it's not really their fault as we learn. But yeah, so... From there, we got a whole bunch of stuff that goes down because uh, Panetta comes back 
like you know he's he's on cloud he's running on cloud nine where it's like holy shit we we killed the chancellor because they haven't quite learned that she's not dead yet it's like look at that we fucking destroyed the republic fair we did it i'm gonna use this to take marcian rose place and he basically goes and turns out lorna d survived too so she's just kind of standing there and he gives a big speech and the marcian rolls up and again steals his thunder and it's like yeah see we did it mm-hmm. we're amazing the nihil can do whatever and pan is like i'm gonna fucking kill him yeah um, <laughs> so they go have their tempest meeting and during that meeting, Panada's like, look, like I'm in charge now. I'm the leader. You can go fuck yourself. And Martian pulls out Loden's lightsaber and, you know, sticks it to Panada's throat. Panada grabs his wrist, slams it into a table. And then Martian, also, like Orbelin, uh, turns out to be an Assassin's Creed fan because he fucking uh, hidden, hidden wrist blade injector stabs Panada in the throat with it and pulls it out. And is like, Neurotoxin. That was the worst neurotoxin that I have available. <laughs> Bye. You're and, fucked. <laughs> and this was another point where I was like, bro. You already tried to kill him once and it didn't work. Fucking stick around this time to make sure he's dead. Finish right? the job, dude. Yep. No, he just, yeah. So he's like, no, he just fucks off. And, uh, you know, that comes to bite him in the ass because Panada uh, comes too because Luna D injected him with an uh, a generalized antidote. Which doesn't uh, fully doing, cure him, I'm, yeah. I'm doing air quotes again, as we'll see later. Yeah. And and she also kisses him and is like, oh, it's uh, it's us against the other, guy, the other two now. What are we going to do? And Panada's plan, uh, the plan that they kind of had was pretty decent where they were like look we either have we either hit cyclo we either hit cyclo and destroy the remnants of what the innovator stood for or we go and destroy hetzel prime so they don't have back to anymore what we'll do is we'll wait and we'll listen and hear what they're going to do and whatever target they reinforce we'll hit the other one so basically from the nihil data packet and from overhearing their own stuff stellan and the others had learned this so what they do is they get to tune to send a fake transmission to cyclo and say hey uh, the Jedi are a bunch of fucking pussies because the other thing is Teo Toon, oh, even though he said multiple times he likes the Jedi and he's not against them, the move to create the Republic Defense Fleet is seen as him trying to replace the, or oust the Jedi. So a lot of people think that he hates the Jedi, including that's why Mantessa went to meet with him in the first place. Yeah. But yeah, so Teo Toon sends out this fake message saying, look, look the Jedi fucked off. They're going to Hetzal because they're a bunch of vain assholes. I can't help you. Cyclos on its own. I'm sorry. And cuts it off. And so now... They know that the uh, Nihil are going to attack Cyclo. So Panada is like, all right, me and Lorna D, we're going to hit this place. We're going to fucking reduce it to ashes. We're going to show them. So he jumps into space, comes out over Cyclo, and is just met by a Republic fleet and a bunch of Jedi coming in behind him. And also, most of his Tempest isn't there, and Lorna D's not there. It's just him and like his his loyal follow on uh, followers. And then it cuts to Lorna D, who's like... Yeah, so he can go fuck himself. <laughs> uh, so it turns out that, you know, because he left her to die, and he left most of his Tempest to die, Lona D had been going around in the background being like, yeah, go, uh, you know, Panada, uh, he can go fuck himself. Wanna let him die? Wanna, wanna get some revenge <laughs> on him? Yeah, and so, so had this whole plan, and it also turns out the antidote that she gave him wasn't even an antidote, it was, was just to worse. prolong his misery. It was just to let him keep living with the neurotoxins in his blood. So, yeah, it's just, so, yeah, when, when Lona D saved him, I was like, what the fuck, Lona? You like I lost so much respect for you. I was like, never mind. You're still a crazy monster, and yeah. I love it. <laughs> so she's just like watching as Panada's temp, the remainder of Panada's tempest gets ripped to shreds, and she's like, well, he's dead. And now I guess I'll see whether or not I can overthrow Martian. Mm-hmm. But some other stuff happens to get in the way of that. Where basically the Scorpion uh, Nihil comes back and on the Republic shuttle, and Lorna he's like, uh, scan it. And the gunner's like, scan it for what? For tracking devices, you fucking idiot. I was like, oh, okay, Lorna's smart too. They don't find anything. So it lands. Scorpion guy comes up with Claren. And uh, Lorna D's like, yeah, were you followed? 
and he's like, I, uh, I don't. And she blows off his arms with a disruptor rifle. Like three of them. To be like, yeah, yeah. To be like, that's why you check, you asshole. And so the the only thing that really saves him is that he brought Claire and said like, oh, she's got this big weapon that apparently we can use. So Lorna takes her away, and Scorpion thinks like, I'm gonna kill Lorna. Mm-hmm. And so we cut back again to Cyclo, where uh, Panetta is just getting his shit kicked in, and he actually again, because no one will fucking kill him, he actually manages to escape by getting into a, an escape pod built into his ship. The one that nobody knows about, it. yeah, yeah, that nobody knows about, and he also kills two of his own guys to get to it. <laughs> um, but so he escapes, and he's going back to his home planet to probably kill his own family as he, he implies he himself says yeah. yeah so cutting back to that shuttle that the scorpion guy was on bellin and deer stokes were on it that's why there weren't any trackers so they get out start to go through the facility turns out claren had betrayed them in the first place because she wanted to sell the weapons of the nihil because she's a fucking idiot well she's also a teenager but you know she got nothing else to go for so i guess right since the republic clearly didn't want it because to Toon had them arrested but so she tries to sell it to the nihil that doesn't work she also gives up the jedi also kind of dumb yeah but as they're going through there we haven't mentioned them at all but uh, Loden Greatstorm is still on the Gaze Electric, which is Marshall oh, Rose's flagship, so getting the shit tortured out of him. And uh, Bell senses that he's there, and Loden senses that he's there, and they talk to each other. And Loden's also at this point talking with uh, Mari Santeca, even though he doesn't know who she is. And so they're kind of having all this talk with he's each other. So basically, like he's so weak. Oh, he's he's skin and bones. So as he realizes Bell's there, he's also able to break out of his prison cell, uh, bury Martian Rowan in rubble, and just try and book it after he gets his lightsaber back. Uh, so Bell goes off to try and save Loden, and Dira ends up having to fight Lorna D and uh, Zetar at the same time. Mm-hmm maybe get Zetar killed because she basically jumps over Lorna, lands behind Zetar, and Lorna shoots Zetar to try and get to uh, yeah. Indira. And at that same time, fucking a lot, like I said, a lot of stuff, Elzar and Ty show up over Grizzol. Uh, and as soon as they're there, Elzar tells Stellan, hey, I found it, we're here, get over here. So Stellan breaks off from the attack since, you know, Panetta's chip is, is, yeah. is dust and jumps. So in order to try and save Indira Stokes, Elzar Man brings the roof down on her and uh, Lorna and uh, Claren, and uh, Ty's like, what the hell is wrong with you? And gets out of the vector to go check on them. And so we get a moment where Ty, Claren's trying to get out. <laughs> Ty almost cuts her in half mm. by basically cutting a hole through the rocks yeah and you know she she knows by now that claren betrayed them so claren runs out and tries to and is like oh do something why aren't you helping blah, blah, blah. and i just fucking headbutts her yeah with a her. steel plate on her forehead and knocks claren out and and dear stokes like that wasn't very jedi and she's like well what do you expect and so yeah uh the two because they're uh indira and ty are thalothans which was also a cool yeah they help each other get out they escape and so at the same time as that Marshawn corners Loden, uh, one of the airlocks, basically, of the Gaze Electric. They have a little bit of a talk. Marshawn pretends to give himself up, tries to double Hidden Blade syringe Loden again. Or, sorry, not Loden again, but he tries to double use the syringes again on Loden. Loden jumps out, is about to die. Bell catches him with the Force. Um, while defending with a lightsaber yeah, against while other... defending himself. We'll get into like... the Bell story, because oh, Bell had, like, oh, 15 yeah. level-ups in, this, yeah, in yeah. this book, and I feel so bad... Yeah, what happens? Yeah. It's, it's, Let's yeah, get to it. And we're, we're very close to that, yeah. So, like, as Bell's like, I don't think I'm going to make it, Elzar strafing runs the Nihil that are attacking him so that he can catch Loden. They get back up. Bell's fucking over the moon. He's like, oh, my God, the Master's back. He might be dying, but whatever. Fuck nope. it. I'm going to Both Leku gone. Yeah. yeah, both Leku gone. So they start running to try and get off, get off planet, and they see Lorna D as well, and Bell's like, we got to take Lorna D down. She's one of the generals. Lorna's like, I don't think that's true, whatever. And so they go and are doing the Ahsoka maneuver where they're both trying to... She gets in a ship, and they're both, like, force-pulling them back. And at the same time, 
uh, Martian, who also takes a strafing run from Elzar and still manages to survive, is basically on the verge of losing his own fucking mind, which yeah. is also interesting. We'll talk about that. But so he activates the artifact and turns on the leveler, uh, which we learn, we, we don't a get a full description of it, but it's some sort of small four-legged beast. It leaves, Elzar sees it briefly, and then feels the effects of the leveler, and they overwhelm him so much with just feelings of fear and terror, and that vision he had in Light of the Jedi is so much worse than before. He literally blacks out, and his, his vector slams into the surface of Grizzle. And then from there, Bell and Loden are both trying to, to stop Lorna D, and Bell also just feels the leveler approaching and just loses everything just all sense of himself and the last thing he feels as he's just losing everything can't even remember who he is is hearing loden screaming for help and so the book ends you know we have this really nice note with all the end of of the fair and the kind of uh we we, we think we know what we're doing now with stellan finding elzar who's barely alive with and uh, ty is helping him out and then he goes and finds indira who's who's on the verge of having a breakdown herself because bell is in the fetal position, curled up with Ember freaking out over top of him because he's looking at Loden and Stellan doesn't even recognize that as Loden at first because it just looks like a, a rock mound of stone. Yeah. And then he goes around to the front of it and he can see Loden's face contorted into just horror. utter yeah, horror and fear and anguish. And when he goes to touch him, the stone collapses. Just dust. So whatever. So yeah, we don't know what the leveler does or what it even looks like, but that's what it can do. And so we're left on that with this, with all of these Jedi being like, what the fuck happened here? That's a pretty, honestly, like, I, I'm liking the, like, downturns of, like, everything's going great, and then shit happens, yeah. and then everything's going great again, and then it's like, what the fuck? Every, like, Light of the Jedi, he gets kidnapped and tortured, yeah. and then this, he's getting tortured, and then he gets saved, and then yeah. he dies, and it's like... Rip, rip Loden Greatstorm fans, because you guys I love Loden Greatstorm. I did. <laughs> Yeah, but jeez. Um, but yeah, for every victory in this book is a pyrrhic victory for every side. Yeah, every side, even the, like between the Nihil and the Republic, they just barely win. Except the Drangir, the Drangir get up pretty good. Yeah, but the Drangir. We, we missed this too. There is a, or I missed this too. Stellan has a, a talk with the Jedi Council, and I wanted to fucking throttle one of the members. Yeah, because there's this one fucking idiot on the Council who's like, "Oh, maybe this could have been prevented if Ava Chris hadn't stolen so many Jedi to go fight the Drangir. Are they even a threat?" I'm like, "Are the fucking man-eating dark side yeah, plant plants. monsters that can't die a threat? Are you fucking stupid?" Yeah. I don't even know why she took so many Jedi to fight these Drangir. It's like Jesus Christ. They was that you, poof from in? It started. No, it was it was Ro, Rowana something. I, okay. I don't know her name. No, Yarrow Poof was pretty neutral. Yeah. We, we also learned Yarrow Poof, member of the Jedi Order during the prequel trilogy, is still alive during High Republic. Yeah, much like Yoda. But yeah, no, it was, it was it was this this one, and I'm like, what the fuck? And they were like, oh yeah, she's always really like she always butts heads with the Council, and you know she always says she's. They try to play her up like the Teotune of the Jedi Council. Yeah, and it's just like Except dude, Teotune's not a she... fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah and yeah it's just like what the why why are they on the council in the first place exactly it's, it's like, like are you it's like the mace not it's not very much like mace windu but mace windu is also like that like he's the no, smart version of that she's the dumber kiati mundi of yeah the sure sure where it's just sure, like I making these stupid decisions and there's no reason to back it up because it's like holy shit your entire order is centered around defeating the dark side yeah these things show up steep from the dark side like, are they even a threat why would we need to fight them and it's like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah you should be mounting everything to destroy the Drengear. They're literally dark side and they eat people. It's like everything you stand against. Living people, nonetheless. Yeah, and as we see, they'll go after the easy targets like children. Where it's like, what the fuck? Like, how are you a member of the Jedi Council if you're this fucking stupid? 
That's the end of the discussion, maybe. My mind. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the notes that I've got here, which yeah, yeah. Uh, we mentioned at the beginning, which is Diz, who's only in there for a little bit of time. But I was really, really happy to see that the Talortans are canon again. The Talortans have only shown up once, as far as I know. And they've only shown up with one person. And if anyone here has played Empire at War, Forces of Corruption, there is a character that Tybrazan works with. His second in command is named Uriah Fenn. And Uriah Fenn is this avian bird-like creature that has these two wrist-mounted blades that yeah. he uses. And he's a fucking monster. He solos a Rancor in the game. Nice. And he also, when he's fighting one of Palpatine's Emperor's hand, because this was back when they were still canon, he literally is like, man, it's been a while since I fought a Sith. You better be as hard to kill as the last one was. Oh, man. Because as we learn, Talortans are an incredibly long-lived species. And even though Uriah Fenn was alive during the Galactic Civil War, he he fought in one of the Sith Wars. And he's constantly mentioning things where he's like, man, none of these guys stack up the Jedi and Sith. This is fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. And he's really, he's really cool. He's like, I get on my level of, <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, basically, he's literally, he's literally just like the right-hand man, like Death Assassin Storm, like fucking whirlwind of blades he's he's on an, uh, enough of a level where the hut cartels don't send assassins after zon because they don't see the point yeah it's they're just gonna get it murdered as long and, as your yeah. as long as your ifn's there yeah but yeah they're your ifn was really cool and the talor ties are really cool they're also kind of broken because they regenerate really quickly yeah as they go through they, as and long as you have sensitivity <laughs> yeah well so so your ifn isn't force sensitive but this is so that was interesting but yeah as we kind of see from force of corruption and rising storm as long as you don't take off their limbs they can re- heal from anything yeah. like just takes his wrist gets shattered and he's back to normal by the time they hit the temple mm. so that was really cool i was really really happy yeah outside of that i guess I'll just continue the yeah. discussion from there. I've only got a couple of points. One thing that really, like like I said, I've got a couple problems with this book. One of the problems that I had that was really getting on my nerves is the Jedi. There's a, there's a D&D term that's been around. It's a meme now. You might have heard about it. Relate to paladins, and it's called lawful stupid, mm-hmm. where it's like they're just so they're just so on the side of good and righteousness that they just do these things where you're like, you, why? Oh, I have to keep my vows up. It's like you're you're not in the right in this situation. It's just stupid semantics that you're trying to do that are hurting you. And it happens a couple of times in this book. Stellan is the one who suffers the most. Yeah, but the Trend Ocean. But it's like, yeah, it's where he's trying to talk down the Nihil and try to get them to surrender. And it's like, dude, A, you know that they're drugged up to their fucking tits. It's like, they're not going to be listening to you. B, Stellan, there is a time and a place where you try and convince people to stand down. It is not while they are actively committing terrorist attacks on civilians. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he's one of what how many yeah yeah right exactly like what are you trying to do it made no sense it blew my mind when he was trying to reason with the nihil and then he gets the like i said he gets the the trend ocean kicks the shit out of them it's like literally beating him and he's gonna die until he force pushes the trend ocean away and almost kills the chancellor in the process like that's that's the moment where i lost most of my respect for stellan because i was like what the fuck are you doing man he only has only way to go uh, from here is up so that's good I, I, nah, guess, right? like, I don't know about that. I'm if you could continue on the same dumbass tangent, and yeah, you're right, like, oh, like no, 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 you're not it could be. But then if he tries to get this drinker to surrender, I'm gonna lose mm-hmm. all my respect for him. I mean, like, Ram Jamaram did. So yeah, but Ram Jamaram is a teenager yeah, and a Padawan. Yeah, yeah. He's not on the fucking council. Yeah, yeah, right. It just it blew my. It's bad mind. when Ram Jamaram can do more to a more dark side thing than yeah. a master can. Yeah, yeah. It, no, I get that just, frustration. It was mind-blowing to me that he was trying to get them to stop. And it's like, you can see them slaughtering civilians. Why the fuck 
would you think that this would work? And the other thing that pissed me, where I was like, dude, the fucking prequel era Jedi are better at this than you are. Because it's like, like Stellan being like, oh, Nihil, stand down, please. We can find common ground. And Kiari Mundi on the other hand is going, yeah, fucking burn the Geonosians in the caves. <laughs> fire. So true. Burn them. It's like, because they the actually happened? accept yeah. the fact that they're at war at yeah. that point. Yeah. And these guys yeah. are just like, oh, we're not warriors. We're not warriors. Like, but you are fighting. Mm. Yeah. What yeah. are you then? You're ba- you are warrior monks. It's okay yeah. to be that. Why train with a weapon if you're not going to use it? It is one one thing. They didn't of... say it was the last resort. They try to do it without violence and killing, but, but then in, you in, get there if you have to. They start off at last resort. There's yeah. nowhere else to Yeah, go. exactly. And I don't think he understood yeah. that right away. And it's like, it, it, don't it, you? I don't understand. It reminds me very much of, and I wish that they were taking more influence from them, but it reminds me of Buddhist monks back mm. in the day, right? Where it's like, look, you got these monks. They embrace pacifism. They accept it, but they still trade in weapons because when you're, you know, when you're taking a bunch of valuables from one temple to another and you get raided, asking them to stop doesn't do shit. You know what it does when you cut them all down without mercy just to be like, hey, we're, pe- we're never going to attack the bandits. But, but we're going to defend with ourselves. Us. Yeah. Don't fuck defend with us. Yeah. If you come at us, you're going to die. So don't. It's like that works, right? An active deterrent. It should yeah. be. But you you never see Buddhist or you, you never you never see them these days doing it because it doesn't happen. But you didn't see them back in the day, you know, when they're getting attacked by bandits, being like, "Oh, please stand down. Buddha protects all. It's all about the 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 Namang way." And then they all just get slaughtered. It's like, no, we need to protect the artifacts. What was your last one here, Noma? It was just about lawful stew. Oh, uh, plot armor, yeah. Anium. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. there's so much plot armor in this book. Yeah, there's yeah. so much plot armor in this book. And the point where it got too too much for me was when they explained that they're dropping the they dropped the death bomb. They literally yeah. called them like death bombs. bombs they just call them bombs i think didn't they? yeah but they it was like the death payload or something but they drop it between the walker where lorna d and all the other people are and elzar and stellan and it detonates in between them and nobody dies yeah it sounds like and sees red and i'm like okay yeah. he did like and and also literally only one person gets hurt by it yeah. only lena so takes damage from the bomb and she was in the Everyone walker else is fine yeah she was on the walker stellan and elzar are perfectly fine i was like no that what yeah no i agree that's with not you. how that works the only thing i can think of is like a jedi out of nowhere fucking force contained it but no. like it didn't no, say that yeah and so it's Elzar almost getting half brained to death. And then it was, yes, yeah, Stellan almost dying twice. And then it was the bomb going off. And that was the fact that Panade is almost assassinated like three times and he doesn't die. <laughs> yeah. And then he literally says at the end of the book, he's dying from the poison. You know, what? I, and I, I actually lives. love how Panade is like this like fucking rage monster. Like he reminds me of like talking about D&D, a, a fucking uh, zealot barbarian oh, where yeah, like he's like a level 20. They die. Basically. And then as long as you're raging, Oh, you yeah, survive the, until the, yeah. until you stop Start raging. Even if you're at zero HP and you go below that, doesn't fucking yeah. matter. You're still raging. You're still going. This is a, a barbarian subclass, but, and it's like that yeah, is definitely was, Panada. But it was just like God. Why can't you fucking die? And then yeah, like and with the plot Armoranium, there's a lot of times where people just take intelligence bats to the head. Yeah, to like keep the plot going. Or it's like Jesus Christ, Martian, you tried to kill him once already. Just stay there and watch him die. I don't know if you, you want him. There. Like I think he wanted to subdue him in a way that no, was like no he wanted to kill he, no he, he wanted to kill him because no remember, like, when Pan, no because when Panada was gonna leave Valo hmm. Marshall talks about it after he was like fuck he was supposed to die there I had a bomb on the ship the, the bomb Jedi was supposed to go off in the in, in the bomb racks oh I missed and that and then the Jedi shot it and took it out yeah so he literally he's fuming because he's like fuck yeah. Panada wasn't supposed to makes no sense then yeah because I was like yeah I felt like Martian was playing like the long game here to like whittle down Panada's like the time he takes on Martian he fails. 
and he it's tried like that the finally i'll just yeah. like subdue to this and then like that would make sense but yeah if that's the case and i don't yeah, know no. so so marshawn talks about it the first time where he's like when he electrocuted panada yeah he, that was supposed to be like if he dies he dies if he him, yeah. his lesson but then the second time he's like yeah no i'm just gonna kill him yeah he didn't fucking die at Valo. he was supposed to die at Valo, and then i could have used him like kasev mm. he's a rallying cry but nope he's still fucking alive so i'm just gonna kill him and then i'm excited leaves. to see what they do with him like is it gonna get better from here i hope so I looked up what he looks like, and he's that, you know that uh, Force Awakens thing in the Maza's Cantina, where, like, there's a big fucking burly guy with, like, the oh, dude, agent? That's, who, oh, that's, okay. that's his race, is that big burly guy. Or Fallen Order, it's the Ninth Sister, the big... Yes, oh, that thing. Okay. Yeah, okay, that okay. big species. I can't remember I what they call it. Dowatons. Dowatons, yeah, Dowatons, yeah. yeah. It's really cool. Like, I'm glad he's a big fucking Hulk, because, like, mm -hmm. we don't get that much in Star Wars, and it's fun. Dude, they throw so many races at you in this book. I tried to look a bunch of them up, and I couldn't. Well, they, it's um, not a lot of them are newer, and they don't have yeah, yeah. They don't have, them don't, yet, don't even have until you get to the comic yeah. books, right? Yeah, uh, like the only other one is uh, Mantessa and Claren. They're uh, Kurovars. They're basically like this gray-skinned, wrinkly alien species with a horn coming out of the top of their head. Oh, they've been in Star Wars for a while, though, I believe. Yeah, yeah they have. I've never really been a huge fan. No, of I'm not those either. the ones with the the spike that comes out that can kill people, but then they die. No, that's a different no, thing. No, yeah, I, I yeah, I can't remember what that one is. That was from. New Dawn? It was uh, from our that, early books no, that we that did. Was from the one with um, Kinlan Voss. Oh, oh Dark Disciple. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. on the ship, and then they, like, yeah, they're like bee people, kind of. Yeah. Uh, where they sting and they die. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of races in this book, or species, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you know, apart from the plot Armoranium, which did bug me, but, you know, it's fine, because I can Good. explain some of them way. The only one I can't really explain is the bomb. Yeah, because Marshawn Rowe is also losing his fucking mind in this. Oh book. yeah, he's completely gone um, crazy talking like to his the, father. The dark, is, the dark side is, is very clearly starting to to corrupt him. Oh yeah, which is why I think that whole him to like finish it, finish it. He's like because he he says he's got that image of like his beat up to hell father and yeah. I did I did like that scene. Yeah, right where at that point I can see it constantly. He's trying to do all this stuff and he's like it's like remember when you're playing final fantasy 10 and titus is trying to learn God. the jack shot and it's yeah. like he's just like you're nothing you can't yeah. do i'm the best it's and like the totoroki and like fucking uh, endeavor, endeavor yeah. shit where it's always flashbacking so you have the, he's got this fully in his head now where in the first book, couple books we didn't hear any anything about this from his perspective at all so now that we're hearing it so much, it's like, okay, so it's definitely getting worse since you've been to the temple and mm -hmm. you've been, you've become very irrational. Whereas before it looked like you had everything meticulously planned. Mm -hmm. it's like, yes, you, you, you did plan for contingencies and everything like that, but now you're just kind of doing whatever the hell you want. And mm -hmm. it's it stemmed off from all like, Oh, I have the thing now. Fuck everything. Mm -hmm. It's just like, just cause you have this thing doesn't mean when like you have a severe advantage now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah but it doesn't mean win so with all the stuff he's doing and trying to prove to this vision now that's really just his own mind just being mm -hmm. like i'm inadequate it's own mind playing on him like that he's just making these like oh do it and just oh i'm gonna pull the thing out and now he has to like because he'll have the moments where he's holding the lightsaber out against panada and he's just like don't react don't do anything yeah wait, Show no emotion. wait. and he's like he's like telling himself this right and then you can hear that voice it's not as strong then it's like no, mm -hmm. you're shit you can't do anything you can't die <laughs> it's, really it's got that like intonation of i'm gonna tell you what the fuck we're doing yeah, yeah but we, so... we also oh sorry uh, no go ahead go ahead i was gonna so so talking talking about what ed said as well where it's like we see that thing with his dad we do learn now what happened when Martian found his dad because mm -hmm. as he kind of mentions in the light of the jedi he you know he found him and he was dying and he didn't know who did it so we see him and you know his father asks him to help he's like oh, Martian, help me please 
And Marjan's like, oh, who did this to you? I don't know. And his father's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit, well, useless. Yeah, if he had, that would have been useful. And same thing as, as he did with Diz. He curb stomps his father to death. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I knew he was dead by the third kick. The next three were just for fun. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, we kind of learn. Well, as we learned, his dad was a huge, he's just an asshole. huge asshole. The, the endeavor. Marshawn is still a sociopath, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and he's probably a sociopath because it sounds like his dad raised him to be one. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he said his dad was fucking brutal and just a uh, terror. Yeah. And so, yeah, of course. Why would you ask your son to help if you're a monster to him your entire life? Shit, right? Right. But I mean, he, he had no other options, but stuff was interesting. I told Dan as I was reading this book that I am enjoying it, but I'm rooting for all the wrong characters. <laughs> uh, or I'm enjoying it for all the wrong reasons, because I was rooting for Elzar to get with Samira. I mean, I was too, man. Soon, as soon as I realized he had the hots for her, I was like, yeah, man. I, I was just curious to see whether or not he would act on it. Yeah, and, and then, then like, the fireworks, and it was like perfectly timed. I'm like, yes, Samira! <laughs> I was just like, okay, you see, the, Elzar's problem... No, no, Ed, can... it's not Elzar, it's Chadzar. Chad's our man. No, God, no one got what he got. That. Elzar's problem in that moment <laughs> is that he's not looking for a way to say no. He's just looking for a, like, well, Are at we the doing end this? of the day, if I'm questioned, like, yeah, I, I didn't start it. Feelings for her Stellan? What are you yeah, talking and then about? I drank the yeah. drink, and then she waited for the fireworks, and that happened, and then I'm in her bed. And then he wakes up, and he's like, oh, where the fuck man. am I? No, I was like, the hell just man, happened? that happened. And he's like, oh, my lightsaber. Where's my lightsaber? And he's like, oh, oh, there it is. Thank God. Yeah. Oh, no. See, she's not here, so yeah. she yeah. just so she used yeah. me. Yeah, no, I love that oh, when he was yeah. like, he was like, Samira, Samira. Hmm. <laughs> All right, Damn well, it. no one's seen me yet. Yeah. I'm going to go pretend to apologize to still. Oh, God, the world's on fire. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's right, funny. So there's a lot of... With with Elzar in particular, it's just those moments were just okay. You, you're constantly looking for a way to not shift blame, but to downplay your own actions in mm-hmm. the outcome of what's happening. He's, he's because, constantly looking to justify his actions. Yeah, it's very slithery because like it's it's like yo, you've had this vision. Have you really ex- tried to tell anybody? It's just like you think you think it's in your head, but you have this yeah. reputation from like, yeah. oh no, he does things, and it's just like. Dude, this is way bigger than anyone. Mm. You're seeing all this stuff and all these people. Maybe share this and be like, yo, dude, I'm seeing these fucked up things. Um, a bunch of people dying on a planet. Mm. Maybe if you had told somebody about that, they to would have fair, actually though, put like... some defense force in the skies of Valor. Yeah. Maybe. Because that the first, because he was on the, one of the moons of, it was the the Ashla moon or something. One the of the moon moons of Ashla, yeah. Which is yeah, a good Python's moon, I think. Did you guys cool. know that was an Easter egg? Yeah. So Ashla well, yeah, was the original mentioned... name for Ahsoka. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they knew that. Yeah. Okay. Based but off of the like, Indian god, I believe. That, if hmm. they did that, then they wouldn't have been. It would have been weird with um, the Mortis stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. But um, but even with that, it was just like you know, you tell some people that, and then you know, senators' story starts to make a whole lot more sense. Of just like you know what, let's test run something then. Yeah. Yeah. And you get your so defense force here, just so we have something. So that, you know, you give somebody a second thought before they're just like, oh, this is rushing and blowing up. They would have probably gotten through anyway, but you would have had somebody in the air already to yeah. be like, all right, we'll rain down on them. We might hit the ground. Well, make sure you hit them then or mm-hmm. something, right? Because and that, that was targets. Um, yeah. 
yeah, so when he refused to tell anybody the first time, then that happened the second time, and then all the, oh no, it's, yeah. it's averted. I'm here now. It's less than, no, it's still <laughs> Just there. by showing up, I've saved the day. Yeah, exactly. but like, that's a hubris. That's where you, you get you it, have. though. He's like, right? shit, why did I give in to that? Like, am I, am I stupid? And it's like, okay, yeah. Elzar, man, you actually are making like character development here. You are moving yeah, you're forward. Realizing at yeah. Least, yeah. So, exactly. But the whole, the, the part of recognition, I think, was really cool. And it shows that, like, you know, he's not a master for no reason. It's just mm. like, you know, you you can accept a lot of things. You've done some stupid fucking things. But then now you realize, like, okay, this happened. I'm going to seek help now. I mean, instead of Anakin, just be like, I, I, I slaughtered them. <laughs> Women and children, too. Okay. Yeah. okay, and gonna, who are you going to talk to? Obi-Wan, who's been with you forever? No, yeah. talk to Palpatine. Yeah, I'll go talk to the dark side user here. Yeah, yeah. Well, he Granted, he didn't know. I mean, like, oh, you can you know probably why? fucking you know find, figure it out. He well, won't, no, because none he of the Jedi judge me. Him. He's gonna tell me. I mean, they did things. at the wrong time. It's just like Obi Wan would have been no, the perfect one. To... Sorry, but... we're doing two concurrent arguments here. No, they didn't. Anakin figured it out. <laughs> yeah, no, he went and told them because his face. Because he told. Yeah. Hey, I'm dark side. What? Saber out. You're what? Yeah, no, use my use, use my power, knowledge. please. You can save Batman. I should kill you. Yeah, yeah, don't kill me. I can save the one you love. Yeah. Fuck, you know? I, I know. Yeah, they, they don't learn until he goes I'll be back yeah, for true, you. True, yeah, true, true, I'll be back true. for you. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Hey, he's he's a Sith. What? Yeah, yeah I, I'm strong, though. I could, I, could, I could help. No. Anywho. Oh, you're one of our strongest people on planet. Fuck yeah. you. Stay I here. These, I think these scrubs. Let's go. <laughs> well, one day do an episode three podcast. scrub. I mean, he gets wrecked pretty fucking easily. Yeah, he's not. He's not fighting in the water. He takes negative no, twenty yeah. fucking to every he, every stat. Mace Windu brought an aquatics fighting yeah. master, a fighter pilot master, yeah. and Agen Kolar to fight Palpatine. The only ones who were available at the time. Yeah, we finally right? found the Sith. Let's take what we got instead of calling right? people back and making a good instead plan. Instead of blowing up the whole Senate, then be a terrorist. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, there's go back couple, to. Yeah. There's a couple Easter eggs in here where I laugh because Martian going through his whole like weird dark side change thing. Yeah. I don't know. He, I'm this line he threw out. I instantly was just like, I was uh, at work. I started laughing really hard. He's just, he's just like, oh, the storm's gonna. He's like, I am the storm. Yeah. <laughs> and I started laughing so hard. I was like. Did they really just do this? They didn't have Not to put yet. that in there. <laughs> but there was that, the whole, again, going going back to Elzar and his nonsense. So when he's up on the roof doing his spy thing again, he's just like, what's he doing here? And then Stellan's like, we're not secret police. But I was like, okay, yeah, but he has a good reason for mm. being here. Then when we see Ty Yorick, who's basically the... What's her name? Same dual lightsabers, apprentice to Count Dooku. Oh, Asajj. She is the Asajj Ventress of here. If Asajj was just like, okay, because the whole, the whole. After the bounty, like when she becomes a bounty hunter type thing. Yeah, 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 100%. The whole similarities with the thing is there's like, well, what happened to you? Well, there was a thing with my master and something bad happened. I'm trying to put my finger on it and you got it exactly. Bounty hunter Asajj is exactly Tyoric. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, you cut, you just cut out the section between Kyneric dying and Dooku fi finding her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because without the Dooku, she's still trained. She could still mm -hmm. fight, but she's really trying to learn things for herself. Trying mm -hmm. to be our own, um, her own thing. And the way she operates is freaking great because I love her. we don't see anybody toss a saber till she does, and then and then everybody starts doing it. Yeah, right. Elzar, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Although the funny thing is, so Pyora throws her lightsaber. Mm. decapitates the monster thing mm. 
Then Elzar Man later on throws his lightsaber, and then Ty shows up. He's like, "You got to show me that trick." I'm like, "Ty, you you started you did it. it. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about?" I think it was because it was growing so fast, <laughs> or so far, one yeah. of the two. But, yeah, it could have been yeah, that. It was, it was a weird thing where I was like, "What?" Is that? Uh, um, we also learned that she's a Padawan, an ex Padawan, yeah. yeah. not even yeah. a knight. So, so she is very strong for you know learning on her own. She's definitely again, like a Kanan scenario. But I was going to say, so Kanan so or Asajj, yeah. both of them, all of them are could yeah, still Padawans. be considered yeah. because they didn't they were knighted or anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was speaking about another Padawan, Bell. Jesus yeah. Christ. Fucking love oh, Bell's out of our man. He, he gets put through the ringer this book. From the start. And Emotional. All, like, I can see, like, all he wants is to, like, you You can see it clearly. All he wants is, like, I don't want to be here. I want to be away. I want to, I want to, he wants to process. And, he's like, trying to, not even that. No, not like, even process. He, pro- he doesn't want to process. He just wants yeah. to distance yeah, everything. Sorry, yeah, get his mind off it. of it is what I meant to say. And it's yeah, so funny that the first time he shows up with Stellan in front of Elzar, Elzar's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you trying to cut yourself off? Yeah. And and then someone's just like, what? Yeah, it's like, yeah. you were talking to him for like the better part of two days. You haven't realized something's wrong. <laughs> but yeah. No, I just want to be that good, for, that good big figure for you, so that anything you want to talk, I'm here and I can help you. I out. actually liked that like, at first. I was like, this is cool. I am, ex- I'm excited for this. Yeah, Padawan but it's empty master. sentiment because you're not actually realizing the problem that's yeah. right in front of you. Mm. When it takes, a, he like, did it for a moment just, at the end, and then he had to the fuck out of there. It, it's the same thing as like what we see every time Yoda talks to Anakin. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. he means well. He's just missing the mark just completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, and, yes, I'm here for you. We're, but you're like, not. Anything you can tell me, you know, let me know. And Yoda's going, oh, yes, learn to let go of everything you you fear to lose. And it's like, wow, you're just giving like the worst advice that you could right now yeah. because you're not actually like listening. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to keep harping on this till, yeah. till we get till we get confirmation. <laughs> but speaking of Yoda, they full on say in this is like, is oh, Yoda here? Yoda here? Yeah. 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 He is. Nobody knows. And he's just, he's at the Padawans <laughs> and the Padawans are here and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, where the fuck so is Yoda? He was in charge. <laughs> it's so frustrating. All the Padawans are everywhere, and Yoda nowhere to be found. He's actually in the High Republic Adventures comic. It goes through what's going on during I the. It's like, are you are you a drenier sleeper agent? Is that what this is? So you <laughs> yeah. go through the entire generation. You're like, ha fuck up the Jedi. That's why he's like Dagobah at the end. <laughs> but yes, uh, speaking of uh, Light of the Jedi stuff, we mm. do get confirmation of this takes place like eight, a year, eight yeah. to twelve months. Uh, after, after Light of the Jedi, right, which is like, um, that's a huge fucking time skip for loading Great Storm. Like, mm-hmm. no wonder he's emaciated. No wonder he's yeah. losing all his hope and his fucking bonkers. And he's talking through the Force with somebody Man, who thought it was his master I, at first, and then it turned out to be, you know, the yeah, Mari uh, Santeca. Yeah. And you're like, Dude, whoa. I'm amazed he even could think anymore. Because they said he spent a year fucking, with no sleep. And like, eyes on, like, not, they not taped his blink, eyes yeah. open and yeah. like, yeah, flashing lights and like, music. And it's like, yeah, holy yeah, yeah. shit man it's the shock it's it's shock therapy and a bunch of things where like because of the sounds you can't think straight you can't sleep they force your eyes open and you got the strobing lights and screens and look away the sound, and he's like you have the sight, everything all your table. senses are being fucking battered and you can't get touched because you can't fucking move yeah. right so through all of that and then you have this little fucking bat rat thing yeah, you the only chadra fan i've actually actively hated Mm. <laughs> really like, to be fair we haven't seen too many of them but yeah oh there's a chapter fan in one it, of the books, books uh that's in the black spire Inferno outpost Squad. stuff and there's one oh, in there as well. okay, but the black okay. spire outpost chapter fan is actually awesome i love her yeah. and then so you have that but um he goes through a lot of shit let's just let's just no, be yeah 
so from from going through oh cut yourself off then okay i let myself back in and there's the fire everywhere because they you know how they each said like this is how i interpret the force back mm-hmm. in the gen. this is a, well he his was a fire and then yeah. guess what you got real close up to that power and it's just like yeah don't like don't mm-hmm. well not even don't like just uh, no no don't like scary okay mm-hmm. bye and so from there, it's like his opening moment when, because Loden was just like, "You're a knight. You, you you're ready to you're ready to be a knight." And he's just like, "No, nah, no." Nah. He needed that moment in the tunnels and everything where he's like, "Okay, cut off from those two, but I know they're still alive. Okay, gotta help you guys. Okay, what's happening there? Water levels rising. This thing's pouring in. Da, da, nobody here to help me. I'm on my own. Mm-hmm. I have the power. I'm not alone." And then from there, when he started repeating it and repeating it and repeating it and then plugged up the hole and then the water level started going down and then ember was going back and forth yeah the whole scenario people. yeah and he's so holding good. It, but he's like and then he's talking and he's just like he's got his eyes closed he's like yep just do what you gotta do yep and he's like okay and he's like these are your trials right now and you're mm-hmm. passing them and, like, and then oh, he becomes yeah, to the 100%. i'm yeah, not see, like we're all together yeah at the end exactly and that's when he starts repeating that right and so by the time he like plugs it up lets it fall he's just like okay and then gets to the ship or the shuttle where they're in cuts that down, cuts it free, and they take off. And it's just like, yeah, anybody else in that front would panic. Be like, oh my god, they're taking off. It's just like, oh no, no, I'm fine. Yeah. That whole, that whole thing, that confirmation was like, that's when his connection was back. Everything was back. He's just like, no, fine. It didn't mm-hmm. strengthen until the end, where yeah. he was just like, he finally, he's like, once he had the connection with Loden. And he's racing out there, and he's just like, "Yeah, no, I don't care about stealth anymore." And they're mm. all taking shots at him, and he's just going. I pictured yeah. it him just going, like, pew, 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 yeah. like, "You're not hitting me. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" And he's just like this whirling thing going through. Like all gig, these folks, yeah. I was like, "I will save you." Yeah, and that's it, right? Yeah. So then they were saying like he's running back, and he can, he's well, holding up his arm yeah, trying to at, stop at the, him. At the end, when he's and holding then he's not firing. He's not even looking. Yeah, whatever, whatever. He's, he's like, only concentrating yeah. on load and just batting him away. It's like, damn, it's like, you're one dude, with the force If you now. have that much control, that's at that a point, it's like, Yeah, it's like, yeah. You're, you're no longer. He you're said, no he longer. said, like, oh, I am yeah. ready to become a Jedi Knight. Like, he, yeah, he, but he, 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 needed, to be he needed to know that for himself. Because before he was yeah. holding himself back, and he's like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not going to take the trials. Yeah. And then he was constantly, they really put him in those situations where it's just like, well, you're going to do it. All his trials are by fire in this book. He got shot with a harpoon in space. The fuck? Yeah. The one thing I really liked about uh, Belzettafar is that he, he does go through all those trials and he does get challenged many times and he talks about his feelings and then, you know, he's trying to shut himself up from the force and all this stuff. And he, he opens up and he's making that, you know, that those choices to help everybody in the innovator and everything. It's, it's fantastic. I just want to say or ask you guys a question, I guess. Mm-hmm. Favorite person in this book? least favorite person in this book for me okay. bell zedifar number one yeah. so good mm. least favorite in this book probably delan geos sadly like i like him mm. but i was let down like i was disappointed in what his yeah. character kind of did apart from that though yeah i think both were fine characters it's just selling kind of got the shit end of the stick on this one but how about no. you ed what was your favorite character and least favorite character it's a mix between Bell and Tyork, I think. Yeah, okay. Tyork's a pretty good um, choice. I had a lot of, like, Ty had flaws for sure, yes. But she, I see her as, like, a regular person who's Force-sensitive trying wild to just do something in yeah. the galaxy with their powers, right? And I don't expect her to be perfect. I don't expect her to go save everybody because she's not Jedi. But she's mm-hmm. just, you know, she's talented. So the things she can do are great. And the knowledge she brings to the table is great. Yeah. Bell, we we've we got said it, this yeah. Skill, right, yeah. I'm right under them. I want to put. It's a mix between the senator and Lita. Uh, so is pretty underwhelming too. Yeah, I, I, 
Wait, do you mean the SO or TO2? No, I'm talking about the um the Solaston. Oh, TO2. Yeah, TO2. Yeah, yeah. I give I give him that so, because yeah. he grew me, but I either the editing was wrong with the book or something because it kept saying him and then her and then him and then her. I couldn't I couldn't figure out who was who at yeah. one point. But Tune, Senator Tune, for what they what they started off with, I it was that where I was like, I want to throttle you. All yeah. you are is a nuisance. And then <laughs> when right. actually explaining themselves, when yeah. they had the chance to, it was just like, no, this is why. And this way, because that, that room deal did look really fucking shady until, and I was just like, oh, you're just saying that to cover up the fact that you invited But he's actually it. serious. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. you're being serious. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then the views on the Republic and Jedi. It's like, it can't, it doesn't have to be one or the other. So why can't we have something to defend ourselves? Why do we have to depend on you to defend yeah. ourselves? That doesn't make any sense. You guys are our military force, doesn't. obviously. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, if we work together, you know how much we could do? Do it. It's, mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense. Oh, so it's like, oh, no, Sorosov just wants that. It's just like, so what? The Senate just doesn't care that they can't defend themselves? Oh, well, yeah. planets have their guards. Yeah, but no, there's no overarching thing. So when you have a menace like the Nihil who can go anywhere, so you least need to mobilize and go anywhere too. Least favorite yeah, too? It's... No, 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 no. He's second in my, like, I have. Oh, like he's third on, on the list top, here. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. For least favorite. I don't know if I have a least I'm gonna, favorite. I'm just going to, because I said it earlier, I'm going to throw Lena So. She was very underwhelming. Oh, you're switching from Stellan? <laughs> no, well, like, Stellan and Lena So, I would say, were both kind okay. of disappointing characters to me. I don't have... Uh, because there wasn't much with Lena So, and honestly, this is part of her great works. Yes, they should have looked for more, but I feel like they were just plot... They needed to be there to drive, because, like, this is her idea, so she's got to mm. be involved. And all these things she needs to be a part of. She's kind of being stupid about her. not having the self-defense... Leaked. No, that's very dumb. That's very I, dumb. But I have respect for her being like recognizing it's stupid afterwards, and then, mm. but while every all the shit was going on, she didn't book it. No, she was there. Yeah. She her convictions mean something, so that's why you can kind of forgive her. Yeah, that's what I mean. Bit. Like she's kind of this because, like you know, she, she truly believed this was gonna bring people yeah. together, and she wanted to make sure everything was there, so it looked like there was gonna be no problem. Yeah, yeah. I can like, see it on that side. But as soon as you put a defense force up, people are just like, "Well, why are we going to this thing if we're gonna get attacked?" Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know so you gotta i guess you should you should keep them like a system away just yeah. to jump in really quick yeah most like what you're saying is basically like most of her failings are understandable yes i, I still am like i'm with ed there, or sorry i'm with dan there should have been a defense fleet that's why mm. like when it looked like she was dead so there's two there's like when it looked like she was dead i was like all right well that's you know it's that's unfortunate come up in sorry yeah that's the come up in for for what you did mm. And like I said, I didn't feel bad when it looked like she was going to die. I just felt bad when Kip found her. Yeah, was that like, was oh, awful. Like that, that sucks. Because yeah, you should have had a defense fleet in orbit, right? But everything else, you're right. It's all like, it makes sense. Let's not push for the defense force. We think the Nihil are gone. Oh God, now that they're here, I there's no reason why we can't. Yeah. You know, why we shouldn't do this anymore. Yeah. But like, there, there was, sorry. Yeah, I'll, I will be disappointed if in the next book, which is like, which leads up after this. Mm-hmm. If they are not like discussing that, which will be out of shadows, I think is the next one. Right yeah. away, like yeah. right, like they're in Senate sessions talk about how this can be implemented. Mm-hmm. It's no longer whether or not it's needed. No, it's, yeah, needed. it's how do we? How do are you going to do yeah. it? That's the biggest. That's going to be the conversation. Yeah. But for the the least, I, I really struggle in Mantessa, maybe or like, her daughter. <laughs> that's fair. That's yeah, Mantessa's <laughs> like what the hell? Just because I understand the thing for survival, but you don't pick the Nihil. Out of everybody, yeah, Claren's decision was was ridiculous. Claren, you got kidnapped. It's okay. It's okay to be like, you know what? I'm gonna tell you shit. They might have. They might have just fucking executed you. So yeah, you gotta play this. You gotta play this one. But if she you was, know, she was like, if you know they're willing. On, 
Yeah, it's like if you know the Jedi are on there and they're there and they're gonna save you and everything like that, shouldn't you be like, yeah. I have Jedi here. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make yeah. sure they. Oh, stall, stall, stall. Yeah. You know, walk over to another side of the room because you know she's by the door. Give her that in to come through. Just yeah, yeah. To be fair, they, they did right? fuck up the entire like selling of that item and like all that stuff, and they were gonna like arrest well, them. Yeah, but, but and, that, like, that's not, like, that's our, not their fault. Yeah, Grizzle. Yeah, but, but the Grizzle thing, especially when she's like, "There's two Jedi here." I was like, "What the fuck are yeah, you it's doing?" It's like you're just being an asshole. Well, she probably doesn't trust them, and it's like really. But why? Yeah. Like, I understand yeah. that if she was part of the whole talk, so like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Elzar's going to do this. We're going to yeah, go yeah. flying. Ty's going to go down, knock it up. You're, he's going to get punched. So you know what? Yeah, you might be a little vulnerable in that state, but why were you just standing there? Yeah. Right? It's just like all this shit is happening. Either, you know what, uh, Elzar, push her away too. Mm-hmm. So the only person there is that dude. And whatever, you know, and then pretend like you're warring with the thing or whatever and try to get yourself back in control and then he can just slip off. Mm. But but no, 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 you're going to you're going to leave her right. And that was stupid. Yeah, that was really dumb. So the fact that she she jumped on the oh, yeah, they made stupid mistakes. But now I betrayed. That's like that was wooly. It was yeah. like, OK, sure. You're really going to pull this shit right now. OK. Yeah, I, I was very happy because I don't understand how she went to that from what we first saw her talking with Ty on the ship. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, she's playing with the bangle. It's very important. And, you know, mm. she's constantly, like, checking on it, making sure it's there. But, like, her overall personality was just, like, you know, not not subdued. But she Yeah, was... her personality switches on the dime. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I don't understand. reserved to, like... I think when mom died, it was just like, asshole. well, fuck it. Or maybe. something, yeah. Maybe, but that's a very, very big it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't just change who you are like that in the span of less than a day. Mm. Yeah. So Noma, how about you? Favorite character, least favorite character? I think I know who your favorite character is. Well, it, it's same thing as like I've also got a double. Yeah. Because um, Bell, absolutely. Like I, I, I went from not really caring about him in light of the Jedi to being like, yeah, this guy's great. Yeah. And then Orbelin. Yeah. Oh, Orbelin. I knew yeah. Orbelin was so dude. Orbelin oh, was so cool. After what he did, I don't blame him, dude. When, when, yeah. When he's being like, yeah. oh, look at these coins. These are what the coins do. And, and like, I'm like, she's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just like, yeah, give us a cool history lesson while you kick the shit out of them. And then he fucking knocks out the Nihil with them. I was like, never mind. You're fucking great. Yeah. And then, yeah, when he's just like, ah, oh, frick metal. Yes, I see. She's gotten that ancient battle staff that can be used to deflect lightsabers. You know what you're not? You know what uh, doesn't stop a lightsaber? The ceiling. Yeah. yeah. And man, you know what I pictured? And I, I love making these references. Both of you mm. play the Old Republic. When you're on Alderaan and mm. you're in like the All Day Museum, oh, that's yeah. there, and the guy oh. comes up and like, oh, these precious things. The, you're the bounty hunter, especially. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't wreck them. Don't wreck them. And you're like, you can okay. either be like, oh yeah, you're right. I'll try to protect as many as I can. Or no, fuck them. Yeah. And I can <laughs> just being orbital in that because everybody's coming through, and he's just like, yeah. Yeah, it's cramped. There's a lot of things. So the way he's fighting and they're they're blasting him, he has to deflect everything away from this. But it's so effortlessly too. And that's yeah. that's the craziness about it. That's what makes him so good, right? Because yeah. it's just like, oh yeah, nope, 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 nope. I know where each of these things are, and I've have them like documented. However, he does. Yeah. It's just just like, yeah, there's nothing on the ceiling. <laughs> and then if anything falls, he'll be able to catch it. Yeah. So it's like, and and then. Adding on to that, too, I don't know if you guys caught this. He's not even using a real lightsaber. He's using a guard shoto the whole time. Mm, I didn't catch that. Because they, they even say, like, because, like, Rill sees him activate the lightsaber, and she, he, she's like, that's a lot shorter than Stellan's and Elzar's is. Like, it's like a dagger. Like, it's like a mid, yeah. a mid-sized he's, saber. He's using a fucking short sword to yeah. beat, to be, like, fight all the Nihil and Lord of oh I'm like, Jesus, God. you are so fucking In a cool. robot suit that he's yeah. piloting. He, he's the and type he's, that could be, like, master on the council or whatever, but he doesn't want to. All yeah, he wants it sounds is like the archives. Yeah, it's not. He's it's very not, focused. 
But <laughs> even then, he's got the the perfect mindset too. Because he even says to Rill, where Rill's like, "Did you just come here so we can protect shit?" He's like, "No, we're here to help people. Yeah, I don't care if the artifacts get to. I want to save them." But they're not people. He is a Jedi. He's a Jedi. Yeah. Jedi. Perfect, perfect yeah. Jedi. So I was just like, yeah, no. And then again, right when he when he like when he just suffocates the the scorpion <laughs> with himself. Yeah. Uh, it's like this is just apex. And Rose like, this is disgusting. Yeah. But I really appreciate what you're doing. Least favorite character. <laughs> uh, least favorite character is also Stellan. Not Panada. <laughs> I no like panade is annoying yeah but like i get it right he's just the muscle-bound idiot bruce yeah. stalin just fucks up so many yeah. times i wanna I, I understand why mm. stalin can be viewed in that way for both of yeah. you yeah mm. i do i do want to play the other side of this now where sure. I, I i understand and because it's because elzar says it so early in the book that it's forgettable yeah mm. where it's like remember stalin's giving the whole demonstration on lightsaber combat yeah. and techniques mm. with uh, indira I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that one's nib. That, that one might be nib, yeah. yeah. And so when he's doing that, you know, he's having fun. He's generally having fun. He's like, we can go over more. I want to teach. Mm. And like, all he wants to do is just like, be a good guy and teach. Mm. And ever, and Alzar says, like, once you join the council, you got different. And, you know, he's got that politician voice and mm. he's doing all the other things. And, and he's, he's really trying to be this traditional look for everybody you know because he knows he's a figurehead and stuff like that i know they, they full-on tell him and he, he's aware of it but he doesn't know how serious it is until lena's like you gotta leave this now you you mm. have to right and he's like oh god and everybody's like yeah dude you everybody looks at you like you're the poster boy jedi right but at the same time it's just like yeah that's not what you want to do but you've been tailored this way and at this point it seems like subconsciously because you're not even aware of how much you you've been changing to fit this kind of role mm. where you know, I would believe that you'd very well want to save everybody and try to do that in the way because, like, at heart, you just all you love is learning and teaching and wanted to do this thing. And when it comes to fighting, you're just like, oh, and I enjoy the motions of doing the things, but I don't actually like to do it. So mm-hmm. I can understand, like, like kind of like a Ram sort of thing there, where it's just like he just wants his machines and everything and leave them alone. But when it comes to a fight, he's mm-hmm. like, okay, I can do, you know. Yeah, it's fair. Like, I, I can understand why, you know, he, he does a couple of the things that he does. It's just, it's the judgment calls. Yeah, it's it's the worst timing for them. And I think yeah. it's him trying to fight back against that societal pressure. Mm. I'm just like, if I can save this one, if I can save this one, I know my way still works kind of thing. And it's just like, it, it won't. Yeah. Not right now. It won't. You may be a master, but you got to come to grips with that. And until you mm. can come to grips with, yes, you are a warrior at the same time and you have to. And I think that's what the, at the end, Lena was trying to really barge yeah, through his skull. Just to be like... And- you can't do the whole oh, Jedi peace thing every time. Yeah. Like when it comes to situation like this, you have to step up, lead, and general, mm-hmm. be general. And he's like, yeah. I don't want to do that. To and, me. And, there, to. and there was one thing that Selen said in that argument with Lena So, where it was like, I almost got annoyed with it, and then I remembered it's not really canon right now. So I, I you know, I, I let it slip. Where because Selen says the thing where he's like, Look, we're not warriors. We're peacekeepers. Yeah. We've never been an army. And I was like, The Sith Wars would beg to differ. Mm. That you guys but even, even then, but even then, it wasn't everybody, right? Because the council, think of those were mm-hmm. think the Red wars and everything like that. They caught, they yeah, actively yeah. tried to stay out of them, and yeah. it was several specific Jedi who were just like, "How the fuck are we supposed to stay out of this when they're doing this whole galaxy? This mm-hmm. is our job." And it's like, no, 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 no. As terrible as it sounds in this moment right now, and mm-hmm. that's that's the problem. In this moment, we are not warriors. We are supposed mm-hmm. to be like peaceful monks trying to find enlightenment that's it this doesn't concern us mm. they're trying to burn on the galaxy 
okay, but like you my, know, balance. Yeah. We're trying to keep all that. My we counterpoint. Fight. Yeah. Sure. My counterpoint to that though would be the Army of Light. <laughs> oh no! Again, again that was yeah. that was done through um, uh, whoever I I. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not Uluk, right? But yeah, I, I know. What no, you mean. Like, but even even then, I know what you mean. It's not truly an army. Oh, it is. But... No, it is. It is. Well, it is. <laughs> the army of light is a whole army of Jedi. But like, again, he keeps asking for reinforcements. Farfalla has to go back to the council and be like, "Hey, mm. could we get orcs?" This and they're like, "Yo, you can't." He was oh, telling them, "You see. can't yeah, talk yeah. to them because if you go, they'll be like, oh, 'Oh, you're dark side. You can't. All you want to do is fight.' So no, mm. that's not what we're about." Farfall is the whole politician guy who knows how to talk to people and can come mm. through. And he's just like, "I'll get you something. I'll get you yeah. those Jedi." Yeah, like you need to. Yeah, you're right. Like it is an army, but at the same time, it's, it's not. It's not a council approved. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, he yeah. just that because this, these are the days where we still have. And I like the fact that they reference it, the mm-hmm. Lord Jedi title. So yeah, it's like yeah. these guys almost had like the little factions that they could go and take and do whatever they wanted with. Um, mm-hmm. Almost, right? Yeah. So, so in that in that case, I guess the only time that they truly have been an army would have been it's, the Swotor time period. Yes, back then yeah. when they had to, like, okay, you know, we're recruiting you, we're recruiting you. Mm-hmm. There, even the council at that point realizes, like, oh, we're at war. Mm-hmm. We're at war. We're, oh. they, they, they be. I do also, though, like, these are great points. I do take mm-hmm. it back, actually. Stellan's not my least favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, I need I need to look up her name, but it's the Jedi on the council. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's ar- was arguing that the Drengir aren't a real threat, and yeah. she's my least favorite of all time. That That is one of the worst takes and stupidest opinions I've ever heard in my life. That's fair. Like from any an Star Wars character, white people, and I don't understand why. It's like it's an opinion that it's not necessary. Idrit Snat is smarter than her. Yep. Like that's like that level of it's stupidity. Pretty, it's pretty is, obvious is why it's a case. Yeah. 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 So she's abs. I, I'll find. I'll try and find her name, but um, she's my least favorite. Getting back to the kind of last part of the discussion here, the one thing I want to bring up too is the path engines that we get kind of like they're strapped to every Nihil ship where they can just jump into atmosphere. Yeah. And even though like. They can go through the paths and stuff and do the atmospheric jumps. Everyone's like, but even if you can, which is impossible, like some of them it's are not, making it here in one piece. Some of them are just coming in and being a fireball into the ground. And they're like, yeah. this is mm. terrifying. Well, remember what these ships are also made of, right? Like there it's not like they're state of the art shift and then the engine just no, they're all be no, They're all fucking mm. patchwork yeah. and what to say. So yeah, you know, maybe half your ship survived that jump because it was actually stable while the other half was so like duct taped together that it was just like, Yeah, I can't make this, so I'm falling off. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. And then from there it's like, Yeah, you just lost half your ship. Yes, you're gonna have you're gonna crash and burn to the ground. If the Republic had those engines itself, I don't think that that margin of error would go significantly down. Yeah, like you'd, mm-hmm. you'd have like a 99% chance of being in Atmo because your ships are actually fine. They're not, you know, 10 ships put together to make one. Exactly. Not some junker. Because that's what, they, that's what all the Nihil ships are, except for the Gaze Electric. Which okay. I love that name, mm-hmm. by the way. It's so good. Oh, it's a great name. Apart from that, I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I just love this book. It was so good. I'm pretty sure the Jedi's name is Terry Rosasan. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, Master Ro- I'm pretty sure it's Master Rosasan. Someone that we're probably never going to hear about again unless it's yeah. like some I, stupid I, argument. D- yeah, she just abs- worst failure on the Jedi. I, I mean, replaces Kiati Mundi as, as worst failure on the Jedi Council easily. Or Atris. Atris was also a oh, pretty horrific choice on the Council. Yeah. <laughs> She's fucking stupid. Honestly, most, most of the KOTOR 2 Jedi Masters don't deserve to be on the Council. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> They're all fucking failures. All right, yeah. so I think if that's you had it. You want to get into the rankings, 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think we've said basically everything we we're about to say. And I mean, yeah. you know, overall, as much as we've been talking some smack about Rising Storm, still a great book. Great I'm still book. really looking forward to Out of the Dark. Out of Shadows. We, or Out of Shadows, sorry. Into the Dark, Out of Shadows. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's good. You know, I just need Stellan to redeem himself a little bit. Yeah, he will. A little, lot of I, I have faith in Stellan Juan Kenobi. He'll yeah, be able exactly. To. <laughs> All right, so... From here, we are now at the rankings, how we rate these books in comparison to all the other ones. So, with that in mind, Ed, what did you th- what did you rate uh, The Rising Storm? I was about to say Light of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked Rising Storm. Uh, I gave it an 8. Because uh, mm-hmm. for me, it's just like, you know, it's, it's good. It's good. It, again, just like the other ones, and just like Thrawn, it will change uh, depending on what comes out next. If it's a really good setup book that's necessary, like if it's like you need to read this before you read anything else for everything to make sense, mm-hmm. that might go up to a nine. But right now it's it's eight. I I really enjoyed it. It was a breath of fresh air for like a, a while. That it's been a while coming. Like there are a lot of books that have been kind of just eh, that we've been going through so far. Oh yeah, so that yeah. This that one sense. was really nice to see, and I think mm-hmm. if we were on a string of really good books, this one would just be par for the course. So not re- that's why it's not nine yet, but definitely, definitely still a solid good book. You ever you should read this one. Like give oh, yeah. give the writers credit for what they're doing with this new stuff. They're not slacking on the yeah, work yeah. effort. They're doing a very good job at continuity with this, which is great. This this yeah. isn't Rebel Jail. No, <laughs> it's throwing a little bit more shade its way, unfortunately. But uh, no, that makes sense. I, I definitely agree with that. I'm giving this one myself an eight point five, so I'm uh, just a little bit higher than yours. And kind of talking about what you said as well, because it's a good point. Um, you know, with changes in the future, because I think I said the same thing for Light of the Jedi that the rating would go up if I thought the book was better. Yeah, and it, like so far, it's still an eight. There's n- like Light of the Jedi just kind of introduced some cool stuff and a lot of neat concepts, but hasn't really enhanced Rising Storm. Rising Storm stands well on its own. You know, like I said, it's definitely not without its flaws, but it is a really good book. And, you know, it does make me excited to keep going and see what else is in there. And I think part of the reason as well, because I'm just looking at some other ratings, like, you know, um, we all rated this higher than like Thrawn Greater Good, is I think uh, something that, that, the High Republic is doing that Greater Good didn't have to do. Well, they did, but it didn't fully have to do. Is it's really doing a good job of establishing the setting, and like the era, and you know everything that kind of works with that, right? Like we get them talking about how amazing Bacta is and how lucky Bell is to get this as a new time, as yeah. you know, for the first time, and how the galaxy is different from what it used to be. And as interesting as the chaos is, and all of that kind of stuff. I gotta be honest, I don't really care about it outside of just space. Like, it's cool, but I've got a lot more investment in the actual Star Wars galaxy. Oh, right? yeah. So just being able to see this and seeing all the stuff with it, and granted, you know, I hope that they, they can improve on, on the few problems that they have, but all the great stuff is so good. And, you know, just watching how He's much off. they've made... Yeah, watching how much they've made me care about Bell compared to what I thought about him in, in Light of the Jedi, where I barely remembered him. It's so good, right? Just watching this advancement and everything that he's gone through. And mm-hmm. God, I feel awful for him, especially with what happened to Loden. And uh, yeah, it, it's going to be fun to see. Oh, and one tiny thing. And <laughs> this is what gave it a 0.25 for me. Jedi Master Kunpar. They said That's it right. in this book and they said it right. And they literally only mentioned it once, but I caught it. I'm not going to go on that whole rant again. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, yes, 
I can't make fun of that name because that just sounds like a name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Dan, what about you? <laughs> this ranking I've ever given a book, um, apart from Chaos Rising, which mm. tied for that one, it was a nine, uh, which ties for uh, mm. Thrawn Chaos Rising, which is great. Uh, everything we said, I agree with, um, and you've heard all my points, but better than Light of the Jedi, better than... Into the Dark. Into the Dark. I was going to say Out of the Dark, because uh, <laughs> no one's got it in my head now. But nine, nine out of 10. This is mm. a great book. I would highly recommend it. Highly. Awesome. Awesome. And I think also uh, with what you're saying with Into the Dark, because I, I also rated Into the Dark at 8.5. And it's for a very similar reason, actually, which is that, you know, at the end of Into the Dark, I know I, I feel the, the strongest about this, I think. I was, I'm really, really excited to see more Reed Silas at the end of this book. Like, I'm yes. super on board. Yeah, we haven't him, seen him yeah. at all. He was not mentioned yeah, at all. Right? Yeah, so it's because he's probably with one of the Jedi that are going off with Avar Chris. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Probably, right? Especially since, you know, he's one of the first people to have encountered the Jedi. Exactly, which makes me think that out of the out of the dark is going to be concurrent with out of shadows with, with, <laughs> with or sorry yeah. out, out of shadows will be concurrent with what's happening right now mm -hmm. so, so it's just like you know because they'll probably hear wherever they are something actually, along the lines of that. Well, it might so, not be because and, it has vernestra row on the front i think and does it? okay it has it has two padawans on the front that we know okay. yeah it's uh it's uh emory mm -hmm. and uh vernestra i believe and then uh, uh, Staros or some some other girl. I can't remember her name. Some, yeah, someone else. Oh, God. Oh, is this a double Staros. lightsaber It's not Staros. No, it's like a mechanic, but it's not Staros because yeah. they said it was Staros and then people were like, that's not actually Staros. It's someone oh, else. Okay, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. But yeah, it, you know, with both, I want to see more of Wreath. I want to see more of Bell. I want to see Wreath and Bell team up. Give us more <laughs> High Republic. Yeah, I'm, I'm down, man. I'm still, I'm still interested. It's but, coming soon. Uh, they have a thing coming up, panel coming up soon that they're going to talk about Wave 3 stuff. So that's good. Awesome. Okay. But speaking of that, uh, we got a little bit more High Republic stuff if you're enjoying it as much as we are uh, coming up in our reviews. So let's start talking about that. Welcome to the end of this week's Temple Archives episode. As always, if you've stuck around this long and listened to all of this, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And, you know, hopefully it's because you love High Republic as much as we do. And if you do, then you're in for another treat next week, because for our next episode, we are going to be reviewing comics. So that is High Republic Volume 1. And we're going to, you know, go over all that stuff. Hopefully that'll fill in some more of the gaps for either, you know, Crash Point Tower or Yoda or Avar Chris and the Drain Gear, you know, one of those things. Uh, I do know because I've seen an image that it, there is a comic right now where it is Avar Chris going up against the Drain Gear. So I don't know if this one is that, but hopefully it is. And if it is, we will let you know and give us, give us, give our thoughts on what we think of those comics. If you would like to let us know what you thought of The Rising Storm or what you think about the upcoming comics or anything at all, we'd love to hear from you guys. So if you have any thoughts on The Rising Storm, you know, if you agreed with our points, disagreed, anything at all, or if you're interested in letting us know your thoughts on the comics we're about to do, we'd love to hear from you guys. So a whole bunch of different ways you can get in contact with us. The easiest one, is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We've also got an email, though, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. 
social media wise you can find us on twitter and instagram this handle is the same for both that is at voice force pod as always retweeting and reposting our new episodes really does help with growing listener base very much appreciated as always and you can listen rate review and follow the podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, soundcloud spotify amazon music and all major podcast platforms as we always like to say if you're willing or able to review us with five stars and a comment helps the visibility and super appreciated and you can always follow for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases if it ever says that you need to follow or subscribe for money then don't do that we do not need your money we just want your time and your opinions and your enjoyment that's the most important part but with that being said from all of us here at voice of the force podcast as always thank you for listening and may the force be with you remember The storm is coming. (laughs) We are the storm!